welcome everybody to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hands and Harry. How is everyone in internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. We've been away for a while. Uh, this was our longest break in quite some time. And I think we had some some valid reasons for going away. But, you know, we we definitely missed you guys and we're happy to be back here. So, uh, Harry, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, I mean, I definitely missed, uh, you know, our listeners out there. So sorry. I didn't miss you guys. So uh, as per before the start of this uh, pod. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, disappointed to be back with you, too, but happy to talk uh, content. That's the uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we had uh, we had the Philadelphia Film Festival, which uh, was going on, which which Greg was lucky enough to uh, be able to partake in this year. First time. And, you know, the the fightings, the fightings, we talking about the fightings were in the uh, World Series. So that kind of, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say took priority, but kind of made it difficult. You know, there were some opportunities to get some tickets there for for I think all of us. And uh, mm-hmm. we were not at any games. And uh, sadly, they did not win. So all for not. But, you know, those big games come uh, few and far between. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hans, how you doing tonight, pal? I'm good. Listen, we need to spread this word a lot more so we get like more that we can get some income and we can afford tickets to that game. Like some of those mm, games, because uh, I'm I, some of those prices were like dropping like two grand for like standing room only. That's all right. But, you know, well, as, big, big, big money hands, as they call you, you were ready to drop, <laughs> drop a fat stack on it. Yeah, right. Dude, I, I'd be in, <laughs> I, 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 I won't even pay for parking to go down there. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm that cheap. But yeah, I like as Harry said. Uh, unfortunately, that the World Series didn't end the way we have liked. But uh, it's been a, a minute, as they say, about thirteen years since we got to experience it. So we had to. Uh, Good old days. You know, had to watch. Um, but we're back, as Daniel Tiger says. Grown ups come back, and here we are. That's creepy. Shout um, out, DT. Question: Not to get <laughs> off on a tangent, but. <laughs> So let's say you go to a, a big game like a World Series game or, you know, the Super Bowl, whatever. Does parking increase like the cost? Yeah, 100 percent. So it's not like so. 25 bucks, which is already outrageous. It's probably like no. 60 or whatever. I know uh, I would like, imagine. If, you, if you go to Citizens Bank Park, if you go to for like a Phillies game, I think parking in, in Lincoln Financial across the street is like 20. But for Eagles games in the same parking lot, it bumps up to about like 40 or 50. So, yeah, it definitely goes by event. Um, yeah. I'd rather walk. I'd rather walk down there. Well, I will say one good thing about our long break did that did come out of it was our ability to just rack up the content and bang it out and get it done and watch multiple week. series and movies. Catch up week. Catch up month, my dude. Catch up month. Yeah. Hold the mustard um, for it. So that's all the way around, my guy. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I thought it, I thought it worked. You guys didn't Gross. think it worked. All right. Well, sure. Here we are. All right. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. So as Harry alluded to, we have quite a bit of content that we're going to review tonight. A um, couple different series ended, uh, especially in the fantasy realms. So I think I'll kick it off here uh, and talk about She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. Uh, this was the latest offering from uh, Marvel Studios and part of the MCU, of course. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm going to get right out and say it. I absolutely love this show. 
Um, I thought there was perfect casting, perfect tone. Uh, I loved the comedy and the guest stars and the fourth wall breaking. Like it was, it was all good to me. Um, I think one of the things additionally that I loved about it were that the episodes felt like quick and contained. Like there was, there was definitely a, I guess a uh, through line running through the season of, um, you know, she Hulk's acceptance of her uh, identity as she Hulk, uh, or I should say Jen Walters acceptance of of the she Hulk identity. Um, But each episode was kind of its own thing, uh, you know, with occasional bits to the the bigger picture. And I really appreciated that. Like it, it felt like I was watching a sitcom, um, and it always left me wanting more. It was never, it never overstayed its welcome where it's like, oh man, this is a long episode or there weren't we any episodes. More? Should we do one more? What? Should we watch one more? Yeah, let's do it. Um, but it, there, there weren't any episodes where, uh, where it, it left me feeling like, oh, here's a, a hot start. And then it just drags in the middle. And then of course, cliffhanger ending. Like there, there weren't any episodes of She-Hulk that were like that to me. They were all bangers start to finish with, with the exception of uh, one episode. Um, those are my general thoughts to kick it off. Uh, how about you guys? Hands, what did you think of She-Hulk? Um, I actually, I, I did enjoy it. Now, I don't think I loved it as much as you did. Um, I, I, I think some of the things that you had said I agreed with. I, I did enjoy uh, Tatiana. I do not know how to have her last name. Meslani. 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 I don't... I, all right, so where do, what is she from other than She-Hulk? I don't I've seen We're her before. Black. But I, okay, so I haven't seen her before. All right. So um, one one other quick trivia real yeah. real quick is uh I actually I I was rewatching the Terminator movies and reading up on them and she was actually one of the final candidates for the role of Sarah Connor in Terminator Genesis. Obviously uh, Amelia Clark ended up getting it. Thank God cuz she knows she could have saved that Hulk, movie. But, well, um, yeah, that that's a interesting tidbit, piece. though. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I that, to me that was like my intro to her. I loved her as She Hulk. I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of knowledge, comic knowledge of She Hulk in the comics. I just know, and I'm I'm pretty sure in the comics that um, she is Bruce's cousin. Um, I, I mm-hmm. loved how they included Mark Ruffalo through you know I I guess like half of the episodes or a few of them, and then he went off on his merry way. But um, I, I what I did like about this is. A lot of these shows will like even Daredevil was guilty of it, where like he was kind of already, I guess, somewhat Daredevil, but they made it like a lot, like a half season origin. They knocked out the origin for this in in the first episode, in the first half of the first episode, um, which I, I I thought it was it was nice. I liked how they they rushed it in a good way and just got to the the meat and potatoes of it. Uh, I I loved her relationship with Bruce. I thought her and Mark and Tatiana and um and mark ruffalo have fantastic chemistry i think she has great chemistry with everyone on the show uh she just has like a lot of energy like a lot of i'm trying to think like a lot of just a lot of energy in general just to just she you can tell she loved this role and was having fun with it um fourth wall breaks i i i do like them in um in moderation like uh deadpool does a ton of them and I love them in Deadpool. Like even with this, like 
I don't think I it, it didn't feel old. And, you know, once we start talking towards the finale was probably the most ultimate fourth wall breaking I've seen in anything like either a movie or TV, a TV show. Um, but, you know, I I I will say I'm I'm a little bit on board with some of the people and I, and I don't normally will argue with this is where like the special effects, I thought in some parts they were a little weak. Um, but I, I didn't think they were like, they were that great, but I mean, overall I was happy. Um, you know, I, I, it wasn't as bad as love and thunder. I'll give it that because love and thunder is still one of the worst, uh, like special effects movies I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got, I, this wasn't my favorite MCU show, but I feel like it definitely deserves a rewatch for me. Like I definitely want to go back and check it out and, and like kind of, look at it again uh i feel like when you know when you binge watch shows you don't get as much um like when you're doing it that way than if you take your time but i mean my initial thoughts were i i, I would say i'd put this you know i, I wasn't excited i'd say moon knight it kind of steps a little bit ahead of moon knight um, a little I, bit a lot of it I'll be honest. Yeah, thank you. Please. Um, but I mean, you know, you guys know how I am. I I love pretty much anything MCU. So, um, but I I was, I was happy with the, uh, the, with the end result. I was skeptical going in because, you know, they didn't release a great trailer for it. And it just kind of, it it kind of underwhelmed me when I wasn't on my list of shows. I really felt I needed to watch. Um, but I was wrong. I think they released like the first two, two or three episodes right away and I was on board. So Harry, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the points that you hit on hands, like early on, like there was obviously that whole, you know, CGI uh, controversy that, you know, was leading up to this and then the trailer dropped for this. And I think everybody was like, this is going to be rough. Um, and I, I'm trying to remember if I actually watched that trailer. Um, Cause you know me, I'm a, I'm a snob. I don't for trailer think you watching. did. I think you I don't think I did it. either. Um, now, but, if we asked you, you probably be like, "No, nah, I don't watch the yeah, no, I don't. Guy. I save it for the big screen. I'm a yeah. snob. <laughs> um, that's my imitation of me. Um, thanks for coming. Um, so yeah, so a lot of the issues that like uh, Chris was mentioning that like you know kind of I guess didn't overwhelm him. You know, like this this one took me by surprise, and I was I was surprised how much fun I was having with it. I, I think I align similar to Greg in mm-hmm. uh, my feelings for it, and. Um, it's uh, I think it, my 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 feelings for it, I think actually exceed a little bit because, um, you know, talking off air about it, I think I was a little bit higher than Greg, but maybe we'll fight to the death for that in a uh, in a dragon pit or something or or she hawks love on the. Yeah, exactly. Um, but just wanted to go back really quick just because I mentioned uh, we were talking about uh, Tatiana uh, Maslani. And yeah, the, the biggest thing I think she's known from is Orphan Black, in my opinion. Um, she did win an Emmy for lead actress in that series. And I'm actually surprised if you guys haven't heard of it or seen it. Um, I think it was produced by the BBC, but it's kind of a, a heavy um, it's a TV series um, and it's like a drama sci-fi thriller. So I'm actually surprised hands isn't because uh, usually those are like the perfect alignment, I think for hands, as far as like what he watches. Um, and it's like the, Josh Hartnett in it. I don't know, actually, um, but I know she plays like multiple characters or sh- I, there's something with like personality or she just plays. So it's it's actually uh, a real, uh, you know, apparently she's incredible in it and she's incredible in this and She-Hulk um, absolutely was 
smitten adored her performance like i just was over the moon with it um and my my favorite thing i think about this show in general is just how much fun it's trying to have like i felt like it was miss marvel but like turned up to 11 with like miss mm-hmm. marvel like i felt like it was fun and it was like maybe a little young or a little hip or um and I just felt like with this show, it was like, just, you know, take it up that extra notch. And I, I, and agreed with Chris again, you know, in regards to like, Hey, first episode kind of got the origin out of the way. You know, I don't remember that might've been the longest episode. Um, but it was like, Hey, let's just get this out of the way and then move on. Um, in regards to it, I was going to ask you guys, um, but yeah, over the moon with the show, but I was going to ask you guys, um, a little bit just cause I was, I was thinking about, uh, the, some of the plots and I loved like the Emil stuff with Abomination, um, but I, I wasn't super strong on like the the Titania stuff. I felt like either they didn't go, you know, I felt like that was like a half measure, like they didn't, you know, dive enough into that. So, Papa, what about you as far as like, you know, I mean, those are only a couple of the storylines in this. Uh, I think it was what we're, what are we looking at here? Nine episodes, uh, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, or yeah, nine episodes. Yeah. Um. So so what kind of storylines stuck out for you, you know, upon uh, watching? Yeah, I loved um, the changes made to Titania because in the in the comics, she not that her origin is convoluted, but it just there there isn't enough in the MCU to translate what happened to her in the comics. Like she she was a character that was created out of Secret Wars. Um, mm. So what they did is basically gave her something very new and very modern as uh you know a uh, an influencer and i absolutely loved it um i don't even think they dove into how she got her powers and i'm okay no. with that it was fine yeah. um i do wish she posed a little more of a threat to she hulk uh being that she's probably one of the biggest she hulk villains um and, you know, to be fair, in the comics, She-Hulk tends to open a can on her and, and uh, you know, just uh, beat her up. But uh, but I also, I don't know, it, I, I kind of want to see that knockdown drag out brawl between them, um, even though it we didn't get that in the show. But at the same time, I also appreciate that that is not what this show is, even though yeah. it's about a giant a, well not giant but you know a, <laughs> a a large green woman who can you know destroy uh most men and uh on par Smash, or yeah. if not stronger than the hulk um so you know the fact that they don't lean into that was very interesting to me and i i enjoyed that yeah and it's actually it was it got me thinking when you were talking g about um how like and spoiler alert, I want this show to run for like eight seasons. Um, yeah. But like it, you could just have Titania like in the next season. Like there, there is no resolution to that. So just have her right. bring in, maybe have an origin story if you want, like for part of an episode or explain a little bit more. Have that knockdown, drag him out, drag that out, like over who got the best of who over two seasons or whatever. And um, yeah, there's a whole lot you can do with that. Um, so, or even dive more into her character, you know, as somebody of like, Hey, you know, let, let's go ahead and do that. But, um, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned it also, but I, I'm a big fan of Jamila Jamil. So I'm, I'm very happy that she, oh, yeah. she got was the part. The good place is, is that the, the yeah. show that she was yeah. on? Yeah. 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 I thought so. Um, hands, what about for you? Any, any storylines, um, uh, for you that, that stuck out over the season that we haven't mentioned or. Um, a couple things. Um, 
Titania, her intro is one of the craziest things I've seen in Marvel um, <laughs> when they're in the court and they start playing that like Kill Bill music where it's just like, yeah. I felt it was like like seven, old school, like 70s music and like a nice thrown, like knock them down. Um, I, 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 I liked it. Um, I, I wanted to see more. I feel like I want to see more Emil. Uh, I, I, one of the things I've been wanting to see is Abomination come back in the MCU. I got that for less than 13 seconds in Shang-Chi. Um, and I don't even think he talked in that. Uh, and he got, thanks, he got thanks beat for putting up. him in the trailer. Wong beat him, <laughs> um, like easily. So I, I've been wanting, I, I, I'm I'm an incredible Hulk enthusiast, like uh, apologist. Um, a lot of people don't like it as much, and I probably had it lower on my like ranking of terms of MCU movies. But I I do, I do love that movie. And something's got to be wanted, new in the back end. I wanted to see more Abomination, like, and I wanted to see him and Hulk throw down. But my argument here is that against it, like my own argument against it is it's not a Hulk show; it's a She Hulk show. Mm. Will we get that one day? Possibly. I don't know. Um. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was actually surprised at how much Tim Roth was actually in it. Cause I think it's like four or five episodes. Like, cause I know there's like the storyline and then they kind of circle back to it. And then mm-hmm. like, he's still in the season finale and stuff. I was actually surprised at how much screen time he actually got. Yeah. Him. And, and that's probably like, like with Ruffalo, they probably had the, I, he wasn't in the whole season. So they probably had to pay him. And, uh, so, and like, you know, with Roth, Tim Roth for two is days. one of the, it's probably outside of like outside of Ruffalo is probably the biggest name. And yeah, you're right. Like yeah. they, I guess they had a little extra dollars. They could, they could throw Tim's way. Um, he said, I'll hang out another day. Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. Sure. Let's get it done. Um, any, I got more Tim do. Roth, Tim Roth's phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, you could tell like he wanted, he, he enjoyed coming back to this role. Um, and I, you know, I think that, you know, get back on that Marvel radar uh, that he disappeared from for, 16 years or something i don't know 14 years um you know i the one storyline that i that i really did like uh well two of them is the captain america little stinger um at the end of the first episode so we get that final confirmation which uh opened up a big wormhole in mcu twitter (laughs) because now people started talking about who the girl was and her relationship to star lord It, it was getting weird um but i thought that was a nice yeah so you know we'll talk offline but um the other line was with uh matt murdoch uh i'm glad that they brought him back i was more i i kind of lost interest in the show not interest but like i i feel like i wasn't as focused on it until the later episodes and they were teasing daredevil since the beginning he was in one of the trailers and when he finally came back we saw him in no way home but i really like i just thought to see him in action and they gave him a nice hallway fight and like see him in the outfit is great because he's I I love the show Daredevil um that was on Netflix I'm glad he's coming back it was kind of just nice to have confirmation that like yeah they could say um Charlie Cox is coming back and you know they're reviving Daredevil but to actually see it there I was it was cool and his relationship with uh with uh with Jen you know they they hint on that in the finale as well um you know they had a nice little Fast and Furious moment towards the end. Uh, when in the family a, that, that, Loved that it. Big family picnic um but and that was there uh but I, i'm i'm glad and and i think with um with born again daredevil born again they may cross over and have jen in there have show up in a couple of those episodes um i thought it was a different daredevil like in terms of tone 
he seemed more jokey in the show, but again, Loved like it. you had said, Craig, that's the show. Like this is the type of show it is. It's sitcom-y. Um, it, it's kind of like watching an episode of like Modern Family, um, which I don't like, but I'm gonna compare it to that. Um, it just I seemed think. like it was it was a very like it was a very sitcomy show where it was story to story each week, and it, it eventually tied like you know somewhat tied together. But once they started putting him in there, I just thought like he it, his character was more sitcom. Um, like comedy, which I don't, I'm not used to that seeing on the Netflix show. Um, but I liked it. I, I'm glad that he's back. You know, I hope we, I hope she, I hope we don't have to wait a long time to see She Hulk again. I hope she should, he shows up in, she shows up in, uh, Born Again, but we'll see. But that was like the one, I, I, that brought me back into the show towards the end. So, fair. Um, <clears throat> As far as the well, you know what? I'll, I'll skip that point and I'll, I'll get back to it later. But uh, one thing we didn't mention yet, which was absolutely incredible, was Madison and Wongers. Uh, Wongers, <laughs> the chemistry and dude, talk about making the most of your minutes. Like the the actress that played Madison just totally left a huge impression. Uh, absolutely awesome and yeah the chemistry between her and wong uh fantastic like yo give me uh a madison and wongers uh special presentation or you know even a mini series i'm all about it i need to see those adventures i need to see them hanging on the couch catching the latest episodes of house of the dragon and talking about (laughs) it like all that stuff um so i absolutely love them uh daredevil you guys touched on uh again Totally loved that. I thought his introduction was great. The way that they used the classic uh, yellow and red costume, which hasn't been seen yet. And even the way that they tied uh, the the costume in with um, uh, the guy that was designing wardrobe for superheroes and, and Jen uh, loved that storyline. I, I really enjoyed that they that they did make Daredevil lighthearted because in the comics, he is those those two things like sometimes he is jokey and lighthearted and sometimes it is uh nitty-gritty and and broody and so far we've had 30 to 40 hours of daredevil content between movies and tv shows and all of it's been gritty so it's nice to see the other half of that being represented um it doesn't have to be doom and gloom all the time with him uh, so that was yeah, once, that was pretty cool. Once he hits the road, starts traveling, he sees there's places outside of outside of Hell's Kitchen. He's living his life. Exactly, and kudos to Charlie Cox because he nails both styles of Daredevil perfectly. You know, he can he can play that uh, devil may care lighthearted version, and he can also play the the brooding gritty. You know, everything is crashing down around me version. So mm-hmm. really enjoyed that. Um, hands, you alluded to the fourth wall breaking, uh, with Kevin, um, <laughs> absolutely mind blowing, but abs, but again, absolutely loved it. Uh, I did not expect them to go there. And I thought the, the little, um, scene that they did with her popping out of the Disney plus menu was, uh, was yeah. pretty cool. That uh, blew my mind because I was like, I, I, I kind of <laughs> knew something was up. Like I knew my like Disney at like it didn't go back to the menu, but I'm like, why are they showing this? And then I'm like, well, oh, 
hands you're always you're always having internet trouble anyway so like it makes sense <laughs> that like yours would freeze yeah on, i'm only only know, when i play call of duty with you guys that's when my internet <laughs> decides to, to crap out uh gen walters yeah, I, basically yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just like what like what like what is happening now like they now like not only is she breaking the fourth wall she's like breaking any other wall that is like existing in or like in reality and it just gets weirder and weirder but I'll, I'll let you continue so well yeah you're right it does and i'm here for it like you know take a trip to the she hulk writer's room uh which actually did have um uh the showrunner in there yeah. uh tremendous um and then you know seeing Jen- Kevin, jennifer or jessica gal i think her jessica name is. gal yeah yeah uh and then seeing kevin feige represented as a uh basically like a uh, a living camera robot ai type thing uh was was pretty hysterical uh she hulk throwing out a shout for x-men trying to get them going loved it loved it all give it to me uh you know you gotta, the you gotta sign thing, the nda you gotta sign the yes, nda gotta sign the nda everybody at marvel uh marvel studios um uh, you know i i i think yes if if done too much or uh, without the right person behind it, the fourth wall breaks could easily become annoying. But man, they just did it so well in the show, and this this was like the capper out of all of them. Um, two final thoughts. Uh, first is regarding the intelligentsia. Um, they are rumored to be back in uh, Captain America: New World Order, which is the uh, the next Captain America movie with uh, Sam Wilson. Um, yeah. Rumor is She-Hulk's going to be in it as well, as well as uh, the leader. Um, we'll finally get to see uh, Tim uh, Tim Blake Nelson's return to the MCU, and he'll be in full leader glory and leading the intelligentsia, according to rumors anyway. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Is that something you would like to see uh, them circle back to, or you just don't care? I'm I'm glad they're bringing back again. Uh, we'll bring back Incredible Hulk. I love how they're circling back and bringing. Like I thought, you know, they they really hinted at um, at Tim Blake Nelson being the leader, and you know that's who he's playing. I think that's great. Um, what I don't want is like something another kind of terrorist group or whatever group, however you want to mm. classify them, to show up for one movie and then kind of go away. Um, I mean, they stuck with that with Hydra for a good portion of phase one and even in the phase two. Um, and I, I feel like there's a lot of other bigger things that are going to happen in the MCU. Um, and I don't, I don't want characters like that or like groups like that to be wasted. If that's the case, that maybe, I don't know. Um, there's a little details that we have about new world order. Uh, I know that uh, our, a new Thunderbolt will also be uh, introduced, uh, which is uh, Mr. Harrison oh, Ford. Geez is i don't know how i feel back to papa spice's hot takes yeah can i can i go on a mini rant about that yes dude we've talked about this on the show before i don't harrison ford i love him but like stop giving him this stuff man like he doesn't want to do i can't can't wait until he does the do press for this movie he's just gonna grumble he's just gonna grumble his way through the lines in the movie He's going to grumble his way through the pressers afterwards <laughs> with his with his earring in. Uh, it's just going to be a mess. And look, 
here's the thing. This is the thing that kills me. In and I know it's not popular, but Ang Lee's Hulk had some really good stuff in it. And one of the best things was the casting of Sam Elliott as Thunderbolt Ross. Just like J.K. Simmons is the perfect um, J. Jonah Jameson, Sam Elliott is the perfect Thunderbolt Ross. And he's still there. Now, I know recently there was, I guess, a little bit of a flap about some comments that he made. So I, I get that. But, like, why not just cast him and bring him back to that role? It doesn't have to be connected to the Ang Lee Hulk. But to to do a stunt casting and bring in Harrison Ford, which I'm sure he's making plenty of bank on, and have 80-year-old Harrison Ford committed to likely multiple movies where you know he's not going to give a crap. It's like, I just, it, it, I was so disappointed to see that casting. I, I don't want another indie movie, but we're getting it anyway. And I don't want him to be Thunderbolt Ross. And here we are. We're getting it anyway. So yeah. I don't know. That's my take on it. I can't wait. I can't wait to like, what did, so the, I can't wait till someone asks, like, I'd be like, oh, did you do the reading material? Like, how, how did you research? And he'll just be something like, there's books on this. <laughs> I didn't know. Shh, shut up, kid. Get my trailer ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because they gave me money. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, yeah. I mean, but, like I said, I love Harrison, but yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Back, back on track. Um, I don't even know where the track was going. Um, we we're talking but, about the uh, intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, if they, if if they somehow tie some stuff to come out of this show and it comes up being in a bigger picture, um, in kind of a, a Captain America story, then sure, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I think they're doing that with the uh, the Ten Rings, you know, with uh, kind of tying that in as a as a alternate faction and. What was the uh, what was the faction in the Captain America show, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Oh, uh, the superhero people. Um, the yeah, that, that was in. that was one that was made for the show, I believe. I don't think yeah. it existed. So, like, in the that's an example the of Patriots like how they, or something. Yeah, how they well, had they set that up earlier, you know, Intelligentsia could have been a mm-hmm. tie-in. But I mean, I think there's some tie-in there, especially with like having you know, um, you know, a black Captain America and having a, a She-Hulk. Um, where I think there's an easy tie in there for that as far as like the message boards of what we can kind of imagine, you know, Marvel movies seem to have this ability to be able to talk about problems in, uh, you know, America, I guess, or even in society and just kind of like, I wish more movies would like do that at a more serious level, as opposed to like this make believe site when it's like, no, these are, these are like real places. Like if you even look at like the She-Hulk episodes, like on IMDb, which is like, you know, I mean, obviously I talk about it at length. It's like the one episode with like as just Jen when she goes to the wedding, which I like that episode is like one 4. of my favorites. 7. It's 4.7 stars. And it's like, you know, it's just those things where it's like it probably got a review bomb, just like another similar show that we'll talk about and that we talked about with Rings of Power. But like, it's just, you know, so I, I, I appreciate that they're they're tying it in and it makes some sense for it. And I hope they do more of that because it'll be easier for, you know, people unlike us to be able to jump in and, and jump out and be like, oh, those are the, you know, the guys or, you know, like, um what's the the thunderbolts i think it is is like the other is that the organization like with, with like uh, that's like the marvel suicide squad Thunderbolts. yeah so like 
doing something like that makes sense to kind of give that a brand. So it's like, oh, who does the new Black Widow belong to? Who does, you know, the guy in Falcon and Winter Soldier? Um, Zemo. The, yeah, Zemo. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Um, like, who does he belong to? And it's like, you know, it kind of adds all of the Thunderbolts um, in regards to it. And just want to mention really quick about the fourth wall stuff. Uh, felt like I was talking to the TV. I felt like one of the beauties of the show was uh, how it almost felt like the show is being written episode to episode weekly um, with kind of predicting what will happen and kind of predicting a lot of the backlash that actually came from the show. Um, so and even like the CGI stuff in the last episode where it was like, can we talk to you, Jen, like outside of your Hulk? And it's like, what do <laughs> yes. you want me to do? What's easiest? <laughs> um, and while you that, transform again, off screen or <laughs> like, yeah, again, that's that's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I don't know how many people have seen She-Hulk or, you know, um, have loved it, you know, as much as we have, you know, I'll include Chris in that, even though he's, he's not the hugest fan um, of just like, I wish they would do that in like their avengers like movie do you know what i mean or like have a discussion about this like in regards to wanting to do more you know and be more inclusive or to like not have to tell these stories where it's like here comes the big cgi fight at the end like it's my biggest gripe all the time um and i was so happy to see this kind of just start that and say hold on a second no this is she literally said pause yeah yeah. exactly so um and then one more thing, I do apologize, going back to Chris's uh, point, uh, I felt like the CGI wasn't too much of a letdown um, because of how much was made about it beforehand. And honestly, mm. I've seen uh, like some clips on Twitter, and I, I think I might have complained about this um, another previous pod, but like, just know how to work your TV. Like a lot of these recordings are like, yeah, you don't have the right settings on your TV, so it makes it look even more fake. Like. You know, learn how to set your TV when you're watching, you know, movies and t- television shows. It'll make your experience a lot better. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> touching on the CGI, I totally agree. When I saw the uh, the trailers for She-Hulk, I mean, I wasn't blown away, but at the same time, I wasn't like that looks awful. And sure enough, show comes out, looks fine. Is it the most mind like you're not getting an avatar experience? This isn't going to blow your mind, but at the same uh, time, it's it's passable. You know, it's it, it's fine. Uh, and I'm not trying to be an apologist or anything, but it's just people make mountains out of molehills. And, yeah. you know, it's just unnecessary. Uh, last point on She-Hulk. I actually if I had one flaw with this show um i think it was not enough madison wongers well yeah definitely um the hulk tie-in stuff i think the week the weakest episode out of all of them was the first episode and it was just something that they had to get out of the way um i read that jessica gal said initially that episode was actually much later in the season and then they didn't they figured people would be asking about her origin from jump so they decided to just get it out of the way and and rearrange that put that as the first episode which i think was a better plan um but you know her interactions with ruffalo and the hulk were cool but it does make me kind of miss savage hulk where you know it's just he's a a big butt kicker um i you know i i yearn for those days uh and the other part tying into this would be the very end when he shows up with his son scar um what (laughs) kind of surprised at that but even more surprised at the horrendous design that they used for scar 
he has such a cool look in the comics. He's basically like if you mixed Conan the Barbarian with the Hulk and here they make him look like half bald and short and weird. I don't know. It was just very it odd, poor design choice. It looked uh, like a, an egg. <laughs> that's that's a fair shout. I just I it was it was disturbing um i mean i just did not like that design so i don't know that that's my thoughts on she hulk absolutely loved it one of the top uh if not the top mcu disney plus show for me wow uh, i gotta i yeah i gotta give it some time but it's it's neck and neck with wandavision and i think it will probably pull ahead but that's just me um hands anything we didn't touch on or or final thoughts from you yeah, so uh, there's two things. There's two things. One thing that they did, uh, they mentioned the X Men, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, it's more uh, with especially with Miss Marvel. I'm pretty sure the X Men are coming soon. Um, like at least some introduced. Yeah, there's too tips. many. There's too many. Yeah, you don't think they're gonna text. string this out along and just keep Bye, keep, us, text keep us asking. There's too many references to X Men's and mutants that that are just like, and that one is just kind of they they even. Well, I don't know if you guys noticed that in the second or third episode, there's a news article that says a guy with claws like gets into a bar yes, fight. Yeah. Mm. And they had a... the sneakers also. Did you see the thing with about. the sneakers? No, I don't think so. There was a, a post um post uh stinger or whatever, and it I, I don't remember if it was live action or drawing, but they showed a guy who had sneakers from like all different characters and they had like a wolverine sneaker and a deadpool sneaker oh no they're like oh "Oh, these are sneakers based off of you know i don't think i caught that oh Mm -hmm. um but they um so they there's the one and then they actually finally touch on the big giant man in the ocean um i think there's a news (laughs) article with that so thank god they touched on that finally um But yeah, so then I, I just I feel like the X Men are coming soon with Jen flat out asking, "When are we getting the X Men?" It just seems and a little wink with, and a nod, which was nice. Yeah, and you know, with the I, I think Namor is going to be is confirmed a mutant in Spoiler Black Panther, uh, or is he is a mutant in the comics? Well, he is a mutant in the comics. I I think they're going to say it in the movie, but I I don't know for sure. They might not use the term mutant, but yeah, I mean. Probably use Aquaman know. as a reference as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Momo was going to show. Horny. Um, <laughs> I I agree that Scar uh, design is is absolutely terrible. Um, I I you know with the fourth wall stuff, I thought it was great. Um, there's this is uh, this is a very like adult show with some of the stuff they were saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Oh, I know. I'm not like with the Captain America stuff. Okay, we can, we can says, talk about sex if you want, Chris. It's all right. We should, Welcome she, to... I, Jen's all horned up. Like she's like <laughs> she when she says uh, the whole the smashing and 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 Matt Murdock. I'm like, wait, what? Like, yeah. did she, like oh, she hey. is an adult female living her best life. I nah, sure. go. good for her. She just I, yes. I'm, I I I didn't say anything that it was wrong. I was just saying <laughs> this. We haven't really seen this in a Disney Plus show. That is true. It is probably um, and this yeah, is, the most adult. Yeah, this is the probably closest to an R-rated thing we got for like Disney, than at least out of the TV shows. Mm. So that's just that's cool. So yeah, um, I it's not like I said, it's probably my like f- fourth or fifth on my ranking, but that's not a bad thing because I enjoy There's only all like shows. five of them, man. You got it. <laughs> there. I, I got to count them. Yeah, but it's like fourth. I'd say it's it's right. It's a it's a it's above Moon Knight. 
You got Falcon and Winter Soldier ahead of it? Yeah, man. That's like that's like two for me. Oh, jeez. It goes Loki, um, then Falcon and Winter Soldier for me. Yeah, heard, understood. Mm. Um <laughs> so I was gonna say the the scar stuff, don't really care. Um I will probably assume they did it this way, so that way when they bring out the cool design for him when he gets his makeover in whatever <laughs> next thing he'll be in. You guys will be like, they did it. They changed it. They listened to us. We heard them. Yes. Um, so I hope you guys look forward to that. Get out of um, my head. Would, would love multiple seasons of the show. Could easily become a case of the week. Uh, I was thinking mm-hmm. similar to Mando where it was like every week there's a different adventure with the Mandalorian uh, in reference to that. Um, and just, you know, check it on Jen's life as well. Let's touch. Let's don't forget Jen, you know, she Hulk and Jen. Um, and then, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of with Greg. This might be possibly my favorite uh, series from Marvel so far. I have Loki, I think number one. And then I'd say this is probably a tie with WandaVision. So um, kind of like a one, a one B one C situation for me, honestly, um, you know, and you know, finally screw the haters. I hope the show never ends. I hope they play it for 40 seasons. As long as, as long as Tatiana wants to wants to play this character, so uh, if if you're a Marvel fan and you did not like this show, um, you're an idiot, and uh, you should maybe start watching something else because uh, you're you're terrible. That's all. That's all I have to say. I, I mean, look, people people are entitled to their own opinions, but if you are basically, be wrong. well, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> but if you are baselessly hating for no reason and you're review bombing. You're a piece of trash. Just calling a spade a spade. Uh, All right, let's move on. (laughs) Hands, uh, why don't you take us into our next series? (laughs) Sure. Uh, So the next series, we touched on the first couple episodes of this a few weeks ago on our last uh, couple episodes. Uh, was was, uh, Amazon. At least. Uh, whatever you don't have to correct me it was a while ago it was like two months ago or something well actually yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, let me get off the chart uh it was 13 hours shut up up, time nerd um (laughs) so uh yeah you threw me off and uh, yeah so yeah don't laugh so um yeah, the, the next one is Amazon's billion dollar project is uh, Rings of Power. Uh, as I said, on one of our recent episodes, uh, we did touch on the first two episodes. We didn't really dive in because it was still fairly new. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. This is uh, a quick recap is story of the uh, world of Middle Earth in the Second Age. Um, elves are, are basically running the show and, you know, Sauron's in hiding and... Uh, you know, uh, an evil, an evil awakens, as they say in all these fantasy movies and shows. Um, so, when we left off, uh, Galadriel was floating in the ocean. She meets Halbrand, and they go on their little adventure to uh, Numenor. And uh, initial stuff thoughts happens. on that, <laughs> yeah, and some stuff happens. Um, so this is where I, all right. So I'm just gonna go out and say it. I, I really did enjoy this show. Um, if I had to kind of like like, I didn't love it as much as I wanted to. Um, and I was all hyped up because I, you know, I love Lord of the Rings. I love everything about it. Um, and I was really, I really wanted it to be great. And I think once that third and fourth episode kicked in. I don't think the show really knew where it wanted to go and it felt it didn't feel like a complete like it didn't feel like a story. It felt just like 
a couple like random events that were happening and then eventually tied in at the end where it just didn't I felt like it didn't make sense. And some of the some of the um you know the actions of the characters didn't really fit into the rest of the story and I think the ending felt rushed. That being said, I really enjoyed a lot of I thought the performances in this were great. I love how like Elrond, your cat is is driving me nuts on this video here. Um I'm sorry. Um I, I got myself love, muted because he's meowing. So oh, all right. I, I love the I liked how um you know some of the things that they that they really focused on. This was some of the action in this I thought was really good. Some of the set pieces I thought was great. Um they used that billion dollars towards like mainly set pieces like and and mm -hmm. some of the special effects um where i think the story kind of started falling apart is having four different individual stories that you mm. had to follow that it felt like that one story like when they go to numenor i felt like that story fell apart because there was another story there was that story started splitting into a like other characters that i need to care about like and i it just started getting to a point where there's too much going on and there's too many characters to really, I don't want to say care about, but put stock into, because it's like, I didn't like that. They thought that they introduced like a Seador early and his like, and a And I just thought it didn't, it didn't make sense for this time, especially if they're like, Hey, we're going to do five, five seasons of the show. Like, all right, well, let's just introduce every single person and, and bam. Like I'll go like once we talk about our next show, I, I I think they're doing it right, and Lord of the Rings is just like you know what we're gonna take fan service and pop it into the show, and we're gonna kind of put story second because I don't think they really knew what they were doing. Apparently there were there were Tolkien scholars that were on here on 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 set that helped write the show. I'm starting to believe that that's BS. I I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, Liars! I just, Show me the receipts. But but I I'm starting to think, and and why I'm I, I did like it so much is I don't need everything Lord of the Rings. Just like I don't need Marvel Marvel following comics word for word. I'm okay with a show like Lord of the Rings, kind of doing a reimagining. I don't need it to be linear to the movies. The movies will always be there. I can always go back and watch the movies and I'll always appreciate them. And the books are there, but I think rings of power was kind of reimagining the history of middle earth. And, you know, I, I did, I did really enjoy it, but I just thought it was a sloppy way to get to the point where I was just like, all right, now I'm like, I'm, I, I like, I like I can look back and be like, okay, I guess I like that part. I like that part. Like I love the finale. Yeah. But there was a lot of meat in the middle that I was just kind of like, Ugh. do you feel like you wanted to like it more than you actually did like I it? I wanted to love Is it. That... I want, yeah. I, apparently there was a thing where I, I, I said that I thought this was going to be my favorite thing of the year. And yeah. I, you know, that, that based off the first two episodes, I think I might've said it. But dropping those know, two as a pair was nice. Yeah. Was there's, smart. there's two episodes and then there's other stuff that's happened and other <laughs> stuff and other stuff. And then the last two episodes, like the, ep I think it was eight, whenever Mordor um, kind of like, well, there awakens. is only eight episodes in this season. So. so it was like the sixth episode, I think sixth yeah. or seventh episode is when I, I had interest in the first two and it was like stuff, stuff, stuff happened, stuff happened, stuff happened. 
characters I need to care about, Character I guess, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Okay, now Mordor's here. I'm all in. Um, Even the trees I, I, walked. Yeah, it just it just didn't, it, it just was, I don't know. I had some gripes with it. If you can redo that middle part, that little that little part, I probably would love the show. But it started good, ended good. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot of fluff in the middle. So, I don't know. There's my initial thoughts. What about you guys? Harry, do you want to? Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting your feelings on it, Hands, because I mean, as I mentioned, you know, we had our good buddy Tim on. Shout out to Tim. Um, I I was really really worried about this, and this is a property that I feel as though they shouldn't touch, and I wouldn't touch, and you know, it is sacred text to me per se. Um, even though I haven't read a lot of the text, I've I've seen the the original trilogy. Um, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, mom, sorry, dad um but i was i was worried about this and i feel like the story started off super strong as chris mentioned and i felt like a lot of the stuff in the middle was actually pretty good who's the stranger you know what are the orcs actually up to and you know i'm sure a lot of people who are familiar with it are like oh this is what the orcs are doing here's who i think the stranger is you know life on numenor you know what is up with halbrand um and I feel like the answers just be kind of, and especially towards the end, kind of became either a little rushed and or didn't connect as well. Um, the other thing I was going to mention when you were talking about it, hands, it really made me think, and I was I was looking at it, and the difference I think even between She Hulk, House of the Dragon, and this is, I think every actor who is in this show was in every episode for at least like a part of it, or even if it was just one scene. Um, so like even like Prince Durin and Elrond, the stranger and Nori, uh, like maybe there was an episode that they took off, but it was eight episodes that I feel like the majority of the cast was like in, um, until like the final episode where I think like they kind of just focused on where the story was heading. And I feel as though this, what this series tried to do and kind of going back to what you were saying, hands is I feel like it tried to, um, like sum up a season and put a bow on it while also being like, hey, let's open this up to more. Um, And one of the things that I will say that I had a problem with too is that this was only eight episodes compared to House of the Dragon that got 10 episodes, which is, I would say, a similar budget, if not more. Um, And even comparing to She-Hulk, which got nine episodes. So um, really, really would have liked to have seen at least, you know, especially with the last episode where it's like, let's add another episode in here to kind of maybe explain things or hint at things some more um and it's it started to feel a little rushed to me and i think like i said i think they were trying to tie a bow on it where it's like if this is the only season we ever do um we've kind of told a story um when i think it really could have benefited from being like hey here's the security of like there'll be multiple seasons um so i i it's just yeah i, I kind of have some similar feelings to you hands but i'll but i'll toss it over to, to papa on on his overall thoughts yeah so um it was okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm sorry here's, here's I, I, I need to cut in real quick harry sounded yeah. so defeated as he's going through because he started saying like how like sacred this like property is to him and i feel like towards the end he was just kind of like yeah and you know it just it sounded like he like well it, 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 was, it was sad and, and it, i well, and i get that it's so it's, it's funny because yeah, i was just gonna say like your stance has kind of changed a little bit because when we spoke about this offline last week you're like, I think I might like this a little more than House of the Dragon. 
And now you're kind of walking it back a little bit. I watched well, I House was... of the Dragon. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I hadn't finished all of House of the Dragon for me, but mm-hmm. I was also also of like the like when it's funny when you talk with multiple people and when you have a discussion about things, how you start to think like, am I just wanting to like this more than I than I actually did? Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, or you start listening to more things, you read more things. And I would encourage anyone to do that for anything they have a passion about. But it's just one of those things where it's like, and that's why I posed the question to Chris. It's like, did you want to enjoy this? Or did you feel like you needed to enjoy this more? And, you know, as, as Chris mentioned too, like the visuals are great. And I, I mean, I think I'm a little higher on the story because I enjoyed, like what I enjoyed in those middle episodes was the 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 slower pace of this character development where like i'm watching it as opposed to a show on house of the dragon where it's like we're doing a time jump every two years or six months or whatever it is and it's like we're getting you know some new things thrown at us and i enjoyed this is this the rings of power slow pace uh for it but i just felt like it kind of just then like abandoned that a little bit to try and finish up its story and like as a storyteller like I can only imagine being like setting up all this stuff and then having Bezos be like, yeah, we're not making another season. Um, but I just, I felt like they, they really undermine themselves. So that's why. And again, it's one of those things where like, you, I, a lot of times when I'm on the pod with you guys, like I start to feel differently because it's like, yeah, like we're talking about this and like, yeah, I, I feel more disappointed about this now and more defeated because it's like, damn, you guys like, you know, and Greg said it's all right, you know, um, but it's like you start to feel that way of just like, shoot, like and it's it's not even like your your takes change. And, you know, it's just more about, hey, I just I don't feel as strongly about this as I wanted to. And I'm concerned about it. I'm I'm concerned about this, that this has big Star Wars energy of like, mm. you know, of just like not, we're not really way. like fan servicey, but like we can't, you know, so but. Again, I, I think the texts for this, is, as Chris mentioned, are a little bit written out, but I think I've gone on for long enough. So I'll throw it back to Papa for, <laughs> for his uh, all right thoughts on this uh, this show. Yeah, so it was OK. <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, just to expand on that a little. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I think you you guys both had uh, some good points, I, but I think I was down on this a little more than you guys. Um yeah, the pacing being slow is wild because they they literally like time jump all over the place with this. Like they kind of condense everything uh, to, to, I guess, make it fit within a certain time period. But even though they're condensing it, it, it is very slow paced. And I to be honest, I literally fell asleep watching every single episode of this like. During at least once every episode, I passed out and I had to go back and rewatch every episode. I've seen the series twice now. Thank you. You're welcome, Bezos, uh, because because I kept falling asleep and it's just I don't know. Like, yeah, the budget is there. You can absolutely see it. It looks gorgeous, but there's just I I don't even want to say there's not a lot happening because there is a lot happening, but it's just not yeah. intriguing. It doesn't have enough to hook me. Um, well, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I'd like to the storyteller's credit, I feel, and I don't think this is a criticism we're trying to say, but I just wanted to be clear. We're not saying like the story is not a, like, I feel like some stories either outside of the Marvel property or Star Wars, when we're comparing them, like do an injustice to like the text. And I feel like they really did a good job of 
trying to have that feel, um, you know, of like the hobbits and, you know, the elven dwarven relationship. And like, I felt like they were trying to be true to that. It's just, I feel as though you guys, I think what you guys are saying is, was like, yeah, it just was a little bit, you know, plotting and a little bit slow and like t- didn't really get going uh, too well. Yeah, I think that's that is a, a perfectly acceptable um, interpretation. <laughs> uh, right. You know, seeing seeing Numenor and Elendil uh, were cool. Seeing the creation of Mordor was cool, but I don't know. It was, just, <laughs> it was it was just tough to care. Something I can't quite put my finger on it, but something mm. feels off about the show. Like it's not gripping me the way that i would think that it should um the best things for me in the show were the harfoots and the stranger storyline that that's the absolute best um just give me a show around that and get Mm. rid of all the rest uh second second place i guess um a distant second place is the uh (laughs) durin and elrond uh friendship um not even so much elrond you know i don't I don't mind that actor, although I don't think he fits for Elrond, but um, I know he played uh, young Ned Stark in some of the, the flashbacks in Game of Thrones. But um, yeah, but Durin, I really like the guy playing Durin. I love getting to see more of the dwarven culture because that was uh, really kind of lacking in um, the movies. They kind of just... Uh, there wasn't there wasn't much in the way of dwarves even during the Hobbit trilogy, uh, so yeah. Duran and Elrond, Durin and Elrond stuff okay, but uh, the standout for the show definitely the Harfoots and the Stranger, um, particularly Nori. And uh, will I watch season two? Sure, but I'd also be okay if this doesn't come back. Like I'm not. Wow. Yeah, I, look, I'm not hankering for it <laughs> you know it's it's just it didn't tickle my fancy and if i watch again if it, if it comes back with the season two it'll be out of curiosity you know they the show is called rings of power but really we only saw at the very end the forging of the elven rings we still have the humans and the dwarves uh there's different gears in motion you know sauron uh has kind of revealed himself in a way and they, they've got everything so the extinction rushed. of the yeah yeah it did uh the extinction of the elves you know what what's going to become of uh the stranger aka gandalf things of that nature but uh but uh, i don't know i'm not going to be watching it with uh or i'm not going to be holding my breath with anticipation for for this to come back so i don't know it's just my thoughts on rings of power so two things one is um i don't think it's gandalf but you know we'll we'll that's you know, once once we'll table we, it for season two, we covered for season two. We'll we'll get that. Well, so who do you think it is? You think I just it's think it's another wizard. I think it's another wizard that we don't. Uh, now he does say very similar lines to Gandalf that he says in the first one, where he says, "All you have to do is like he talk Gandalf follow your nose." Or but there's like, a, there's only five wizards. There's the two blues, which are the twins. More, there's right. Radagast the Brown, Saruman, yeah. and Gandalf. Yeah, well, so that's the third age. Maybe this is this is the second age. Maybe there was a couple more that were flying around. I don't know. There's not, but sure. Go ahead. <laughs> um, whatever. Flying around. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, um, the eagles. The eagles are coming. Yeah. Where, are the, where were the eagles? They weren't anywhere in this movie. 
They they only show up in the last second. Too busy being undefeated, baby. They're, they're plot armor. Um, <laughs> season two is um is confirmed. It will be happening, and it's probably not yeah. coming out until twenty twenty four. Um, probably the same weekend as House of the Dragon season two drops. Um, one <laughs> so thing I smoked did, by that again. Yeah, one thing that I did, and and I, I, so the Harford storyline I thought was, it was it was good. I liked it more towards the end when they you know it, it just felt like weirdly rushed when he's like they 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 said they had to go find the stranger, and they're all like, well, we'll go, we'll go, and they all walk, and then uh, at there's no like trek or anything. They're just there. They just show up and they're wherever. Um, I would have liked that to maybe start a little earlier. Um, I do like how that storyline kind of ended um with uh with Nori and the stranger kind of going off and you know, I I, mm. I why they're where they were going, were they looking for Mordor or they were looking for another wizard? Uh, I, I think forget. they're going to Rune. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um That's I think what they said their travels were. Okay. So I would like to say I think that that'll be a, a cool little adventure for them. Um, but it, it's funny that some of the storylines that you know, like Asiador, everyone's like, "Oh, he's dead!" Like, uh, he's not. Yeah, if you've seen the first five minutes of the Lord of the Rings movie, you're pretty confident that he's not. Um, <laughs> Multiverse of, uh, and, of rings, yeah, and Elendil, like the same thing. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they're gonna survive whatever comes their way, and that's half this cast. You know that they're not. Um, I will say the one thing that I felt like I called earlier in the season, but as it like I kind of was a little like surprised by it was Halibrand being Sauron. Um, I liked how they made him Sauron because he was basically under Galadriel's eyes the whole time and like just kind of messing with her. Um, but I, I I did think earlier I'm like this guy something shady with this guy. I lost that feeling and I'm like oh I kind of trust him, and then that happened like the whole final Came episode back to happened. bite you um you know I, I i think that i think that was interesting to kind of do it and give sauron like a human form that we've never seen him in we've always seen him in like that out that costume that he has with the big old spikes and uh and in, and his eye that's always really spiky head yeah spiky head uh so i'm glad to hopefully season two I I think the actor who um, played Halibrand said, like, you're going to get a what did he Charlie like Vickers? High, Charlie Vickers said, like, it's going to be like a like a Heisenberg type Sauron where he's going to be like a very like meticulous and very like well making like, drugs like a trick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> math and Mordor. Um, but I, uh, I I liked I, I think that adds a little more to the Sauron character. Um, we don't really see him in six movies and even a tv show we don't really see him in the flesh like we see yeah. him for like a total of 48 seconds um so i'm glad that we actually get to see him as a character um and the whole rings of power i mean you knew they were coming at the, towards the last episode you're like where are the rings it's in the title like it's called the rings of power like and all i want to see all i want to see is the one ring get get made that's it i want to see like i feel like that'll be like a real epic scene with like a million dollar budget but now we got the elverings instead like and then like as they're making stuff like you know like oh what are they gonna make like someone likes wants to make like a a, a so i don't know what it, like a crown and all and you're like they're gonna make <laughs> rings it's called it's not called crown of power it's called rings of power 
Um, are you watching this with somebody who never knew anything and they were like, what are they doing with crown? That seems weird. And you're like, come on. It's, I'm just sitting there like, it's in the title. It's not like what the, it's the, what's the damn name of the show. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff that they can cover in season two and maybe they'll tackle season, season two differently. Um, and maybe put a little, I don't know. Like, I know how the story is going to end. We all do. And I feel like now you're going to just start putting filler stuff to get to that point. I'm pretty sure this thing's going to end at Mount Doom when Sauron's defeated. That's going to be the ending of the show. But there's a lot. There's a lot of years there's in between that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of years. That long. And they already said they plan on like five. Like they have like five seasons planned out. Um, oh, I don't know if I can hang. <laughs> that's a lot uh, i'll give them like I, i'm still gonna watch it like i've i watched bad shows before just because of what they are and i've stuck with it uh you know something would have to like catastrophic happen in like season three or four for me to be like i, I don't care anymore but i don't know i don't know like i look at it as the walking dead like the walking dead was a great show for a long time and it just got boring to me and i stopped well, watching and it. that was and the same I, story over and over oh we found uh, humans they're not good yeah i i guess but i mean this could be too you know i don't know I don't, yeah i just I, I don't. look I'm, I'm i'm curious again so i will check out the next season but if it's if it's going to be more of the same where i'm just falling asleep every every episode yeah. i'm dropping it i'm not gonna well, be like hey i'm sticking around for more you know also i think this could do with a stretch of like maybe not 70 plus minute episodes um mm, to be true. fair maybe some 50 minutes or 48 um or a lot you know, of just an hour um or maybe the credits are that long i usually just hit play next episode so yo bezos um, get an editor yeah also i wonder if this show <laughs> Also, I wonder if this show might benefit from binge watching. Um, but I, I could be wrong on that. I don't. It I don't doesn't. think it would. I think it would. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least the, not uh, for me. Uh, maybe someone else, but not for yeah. me. Well, Papa mentioned, you know, his uh, his favorite storylines. One that uh, my favorite was the Elrond and Prince Durin. Just give me a whole season of that. Um, and I really enjoyed the Galadriel storyline. Uh, I don't know if it was just her. Um, ability to just focus on her task to find Sauron or to find evil and root it out um, of middle earth. Um, but I really uh, kind of was digging that. Um, and yeah, the payoff at the end was a little, uh, I don't, I don't want to call it a letdown, but was just disappointing. Um, also again, I would have, I would have enjoyed if they had left like the last couple episodes with more questions. Like, I feel like house of the dragon is like, what's next, you know, you know, we kind of have, you know, we'll talk about it in a little bit battle lines drawn, but it's like, you know, there's still a lot of questions to be asked with this. I feel like it's like, okay, like we know a sealed door stuck, like we'll, we'll find out what he's doing. Um, but it kind of, like I said, it kind of put a bow on things and it's like, I just wish they would have left things more empty handed. Like, imagine if, like, we don't know if Nori's going to go with the stranger or if she's going to continue on her path. Like, that would have been a really cool cliffhanger to kind of leave us on for, like, the next season of, like, what, mm. like, and then that trailer premieres and it's like, looks like Nori chose to go with the wizard. Like, this is pretty cool. She's going on her own adventure. Um, 
like uh, even just thinking about that like i just there's just so many things where it's like oh now we know how brand is like is sauron but like wouldn't it have been cool to maybe like kind of hint at it and maybe think like is maybe he just do it like is he not who he says he is but he's not sauron have we met sauron yet so i don't know um just just some notes for uh for the editors and the uh writers but um yeah um i'm 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 excited for another season i'm like unlike papa but uh, i am nervous that it could be flat for a lot of people and i think it would be and then that's my biggest concern is i feel like out of the shows we talk about today this one has the most uh uncertainty to me as far as reception um because it's already been review bombed even fans you know of, of this stuff like like papa and hands and even me we're a little bit kind of like on the fence about it so um i like the idea of the show a lot um but i'm worried about uh i'm worried about the future and hopefully you know the next one like greg says makes make some adjustments and you know li- li- listen stretch it out to 10 episodes but carve down that runtime a little bit we don't need mm-hmm. i don't need you know lord of the rings type episodes to uh to fill in there i Agreed. will say the w- one scene that i did love and it was it was like a f- quick five minute scene was um galadriel training in numenor with the uh Saying like whoever hits oh, yeah. me gets promoted. I thought that was really cool. Um, we don't really get another scene like that. She gets another cool scene on a horse, like like later in, in at Mordor. Um, but like which is weird. Like she does something like really odd, which like like Legolas weird. Um, but, I just you yeah. know Galadriel for me in the show. Like I don't get it. She just comes across as very one note. Like, yeah. hey, I'm 100%. I'm revenge driven, and that's it. And it's like, yeah, but like, where's the depth? And I know, I know, this is a different character from what we see in the movies or even you know the books. But like, when I when I come across that character in other versions of the story, it's like there's a mystique about her, and you're like, there's this. Um, sense of innate power it's not Mm. on display uh it's it's within you just get a sense that this is this is an important person and there's a lot being held back and here it's just like stabby mcstabber face where it's like i'm angry i'm gonna go kill sauron bah 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 and it's that ad nauseum it's like it's just it's portrayed and she's portrayed in such a way that it just it's very very flat with nothing below surface level for me and mm. it's it's disappointing yeah i agree I'm sorry. I, I i i mean i i i think that like i i wasn't what i expected i i it's not my favorite thing of the year apparently so we can go back and and take that out of the previous episode that i said it <laughs> batman holds its spot <laughs> batman yeah. i might have said top gun no batman although although i don't know severance is taking that spot man i think so interesting um yeah so I don't know. I, it's season two in 2024. By that time, I'll forget everything that happened and I'll have to do what Greg did and watch the season, watch the uh, first season twice. <laughs> I, I, I will say if there's any reason for me to watch it again and my wife uh, didn't watch it and she's uh, a huge Lord of the Rings fan is um, I would like to follow the Halbrand stuff a little bit closer because um, I felt like some of his decisions seemed a little bit weird and now it kind of makes sense knowing but um yeah see if you can pick up the breadcrumbs yeah Uh, all right well let's uh crumple this up and chuck it in the trash and yell kobe (laughs) uh let's move on to some some more quality content here uh hair why don't you take us 
into Hot D, House of the Dragon. Yeah. House <laughs> of the Dragon. Um, so this is um, this is a prequel. Uh, it's a prequel series to Game of Thrones. It's in the Game of Thrones universe, I guess, is another way to put it. Um, and it's, it's a, a it's on the same continent. Yeah, I mean, no, I know. It's, it's not I just know. the universe. It's just same like it's we just talked about. It's yeah. just like Rings of Power. Yeah. I guess it's I, a prequel. No, it's literally a prequel. Okay. Well, <laughs> I I guess it's it's, you know, I don't know. It it feels it feels like it, it's its own show in its own way, Greg. It is. And I, you know, but uh listen, keep that Game of Thrones theme song, you know what I mean? Um this is uh about the internal succession war within the House Targaryen at the height of its power. Um, 172 years, according to this. Um, I think it starts 200 years before it moves to this 172 point, um, before the birth of Daenerys Targaryen. Um, so, you know, we've kind of hinted at it a little bit. This show, um, competing with Rings of Power has obviously stood, uh, stood out a little bit more for, for Papa. Um, I mean, you know, I was I was sold pretty instantly on the show. It had the same Game of Thrones feel with the violence, you know, um and you know all the 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 hard language um which we won't repeat here and some of the uh you know uh different different uh depravities that they, yeah yeah depra- yeah adult <laughs> themes that they get into on it um but basically this you know this this uh this is you know king viserys has been put into power um you know he was voted upon and he nominates his daughter uh Rhaenyra uh to be his successor um and you know hijinks ensues um no I mean <laughs> chaos ensues you know he uh there's a lot of things Viserys ends up marrying you know his daughter's best friend uh you know is to do to service for the crown um you know also pitched by uh you know uh, uh Sir Otto Hightower um who uh is the hand of the king um, if you're not familiar with Game of Thrones, this all probably sounds like a foreign language to you. Um, you know, his brother, the the King Viserys' brother, Damon, wants a part of the crown. Um, and similar to uh, Rings of Power, there's a lot of characters in this show. Um, some of those, for me, um, got a little bit lost in the shuffle, especially like thinking about Game of Thrones, where it's just like sometimes you just have to grin and bear it and be like, I'm going to figure this out on the on the back end. Um, you know, because some characters you get to meet and you're like, I don't know if I'm supposed to care about you or if you're just here, but I've seen you in two episodes. Um, I'm thinking about the twins, um, who are, you know, uh, one character, Laris, who shows up for a couple episodes and, um, it's like, well, how much of a player are you? Are you later? Um, and, uh, I think, uh, Missaria, who is like Damon's, uh, I guess, love, not love interest, I guess, uh. You know, oh, whatever yeah. interest. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Former love and, interest. Yeah. Yeah. And she ends up becoming like a player in, in the town. Yeah. So um there's a lot of a lot of chess moving, a lot of scheming, a lot of some people call it pettiness um in regards to you know things that happen. But what is interesting to me is as I mentioned, is like that succession of you know, basically, you know, the Targaryens ruled. Um, and, you know, Aegon, uh, the Conqueror, as he's known, came over to to King's Landing and, and set up place um, and just, you know, made people bend to his will because they had dragons. And, you know, then King Viserys, who was, I think, um, not a wartime uh, leader or king, 
Um, and he kind of, you know, people kind of just accept the fact of this is the way in order. And now, um, you know, we have a situation where uh, Rhaenyra is supposed to be the heir, but um, some chess moves get made and uh, the King Viserys's son, um, along with uh, Alice, Alicent, uh, ends up uh, being named King at some point in the show. So, I mean, I could go on and on about all the details and nitty gritty uh, about the show, but um, just want to get your guys' initial thoughts. Um, as I mentioned, I was pretty sold on the show because it had that kind of feel. Um, and this one moves. So maybe I'll throw it to you first, Papa, because um, I don't I don't remember hearing you falling asleep during any of these episodes. I most certainly did not. Um, yeah, I, I was a little review. nervous. Yes. Uh, no, I, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, House of the Dragon. Um, I was a little nervous about there being a successor show to Game of Thrones, but all fears for me were gone after like the second or third episode. The first episode is kind of like, you know, you're just you're getting reacclimated to Westeros, albeit one. 200 years prior to when we were last there but um yeah. uh so you know you're you're kind of getting a feel for the the current climate and the characters and all that stuff so it's it's kind of hard to um to really judge based on that but but after a couple episodes uh and you start to recognize the characters and it's like okay yeah this is who they're talking about and all of the uh the inner trappings and political scheming going on in King's Landing. It's just uh, fantastic. Uh, I loved the cast. I thought the standouts were Patty Considine as Viserys and Emma Darcy as adult Rhaenyra, I believe. I read mm, that yeah. um, HBO is going to put them up for Emmy consideration. Yeah, um, 100%. Reese Fons as Otto Hightower makes an excellent uh, villain. Uh, Steve Toussaint as Lord Corliss, who is rumored to get his own show uh, based on the sea snake. That would be uh, very cool. Loved his mm. character. And uh, Millie Alcock as uh, teen Rhaenyra was also fantastic. Um, it was kind of a little bit disconcerting because there were some time jumps in this and we spend maybe like the first third of the season with uh, Millie Alcock uh, as teen Rhaenyra. And then there's a time jump and all of a sudden we're, we just start off bang with uh, adult Rhaenyra and she's got kids and everything. And it's like, Whoa, there's a lot that happened in this, you know, seven year gap or 10 year gap, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, episode six is the first episode with the, uh, the adults uh, Rhaenyra and Allison. Okay, there you go. And that's crazy because it feels like we were with them longer, but I guess that's maybe just because those were the more recent episodes um, at the end of the season. Uh, so, yeah, we actually spend all that time with the the teen uh, Rhaenyra and uh, and Allison. And, um, you know, you you get to uh, appreciate and enjoy those characters. And then all of a sudden it's kind of a shock because there's somebody completely new in the role, but to yeah. the actress's credits, uh, you know, they, they did fit the bill both in, in looks and, uh, characterization. Um, it didn't, the characters didn't act drastically different. They, you know, they, uh, they were, um, 
their character arc continued uh, with that jump. So, um, question: How do we feel about Damon? Because I see a lot of uh, scuttlebutt online of people saying, "Oh, Damon, Damon's awesome," and you know, hands. I think you even mentioned earlier today you would like to see Damon take on more of a a butt kicker role in season two. But <laughs> the showrunners. And I, I agree with the showrunners. They said this is not a guy who should be admired or looked upon fondly. I mean, you know, he flat out killed his first wife and uh, second wife potentially could have killed her, um, you know, with with his decision before she took that decision into her own hands. And uh, we see him flat out grabbing Rhaenyra, his current wife, by the throat. Doesn't seem to be super involved with his look. kids. I mean, it's just uh, there's there's a list of character defects with this, but people seem to be getting behind him. So curious on on your guys thoughts on Damon. Um, all right. So I and, and you know, I, I'm I'm a huge I'm probably the biggest Game of Thrones fan on this show. And, um, you know, I, I watched Said with episode. utter sarcasm. Yeah, yeah utter. Absolutely. Um, for those for those who can't tell. So <laughs> I'm my name's Chris to... Hanratty. I watched season one. I skipped uh, the rest and then I jumped in in season nine. <laughs> I watched um, a Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so I I loved like I Damon's character was great. Like I always, I thought he was going to like my first thought is when he like just shows up. I'm like, he's going to be a problem. Like he he's just that that's the notes. Damon's gonna be a problem. He's gonna be a problem, <laughs> and he's and now not. he's a lovable scamp. He's not <laughs> like here's the one where he goes to and uh, you know what I I don't care if you guys correct me or not uh, when he goes to kill the crab people and um <laughs> he goes to kill the crab people and that was like real that was a cool scene like he like that that's how he shows like how how much of a warrior he is and guess what he does. For the rest of the show, is he just stands around and Matt Smith stares and talks. That's all he does. Well, listen, our 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 heroes of, of world wars weren't like, you know what? Let's do it again. You know, dude, let me, Teddy let me sign up. They got home and they were like, you know what? I don't want to do that again, dude. Washington crossed the Delaware and and Roosevelt rode on a horse like with the Rough Riders in the battle. I don't want to hear that. Damon just kind of stood and stared at people and he's just like, and he didn't even like the dude. He, I feel like the whole show, he had like 50 lines of dialogue as a main character. Cause half the time he was just staring in the background, just like. <laughs> Jeez, oh, I wish you could see his and like, face. <laughs> and like, I, and I know like, he's probably like, like he seems like the type of character that's going to like, is art, art, like very articulate and planning his next 10 moves. But you know what his next move is? I'm going to stand in this spot and stare at people and I'm going to go sing to a dragon. And so you must have really and, enjoyed the last episode when he was a man of action. What do you do? What, what, what did he grab the, what? Well, no, he just, no, he talked about, he's like, he's like, no, I want to go fight. I want to go fight. Rainier's just like, nah, 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 we're not going to do it. Like, and he's like, uh, he's all ready to go. Well, yeah. I mean, he did also, he was the one that, um, cut up Vaymond. Right, Vaman Valerian. Yeah, he yeah, did. For speaking scene. ill of, I Rainier. want this dude That's to all go. Took. I want this dude to go in the battle. Like he's he's mentally unstable. I want him to go in the battle, just going crazy. Like I feel like 
he just like that that's where his character is is kind of like was hinted at going like he didn't seem like he was like in the right mind to want it like be able to sit on the throne and it just after that the one scene or the whatever with the uh the the tournament and when he killed the crab people um that's when he was young yeah and then he grew and grew out his hair he had nice long straight hair and married his niece and now all of a sudden he just stands around and, and just lost over that real quick stares. <laughs> So, so okay, to, to to be fair, I, I agree. I mean, I I do want to see him take it to Amond, but yeah. that's only because I like Amond less than Damon, but I don't think Damon is a like well, someone to be worshipped or you know I don't think so the, either, but yeah, um, that's part of the issue I have with the show, and it's it's not a uh I don't want to say it's critique, but it's just I don't know who I'm supposed to root for. Like, I feel like from episode to episode, I'm being pulled and being like, ah, oh, Allison, terrible thing to do. Oh, Rhaenyra, why did you do that? You know, Otto Hightower, you're you're obviously pretty, pretty uh, dastardly. Um, you know, King Viserys is like the only one who you're like, he's a nice man. He just wants the family to get along. <laughs> and like that, that is yeah. a really big threat of this show um, that, I mean, you said it earlier, Greg, uh, Patty Constantine, Constant, Constantine, um, like he like is so good at just trying to be like the bridge for everything of just like, I don't want like, let's stop this fighting. And it's like, he's also pretty ignorant to the fact of like, well, maybe if you just made different decisions, uh, you know, with who you married and all this stuff, you wouldn't be in this situation. Um, he almost feels like a curse King in a way. Um, but it's just, the the family element of this is just so strong and so woven together. And I think it does a really good job of, you know, being a nice companion with Game of Thrones where like you kind of you get the the family aspect of it and how it all works. And they explain it over multiple seasons. I don't need to go down that path. But like this does a really good job in a short period of being like, hey, this is how little decisions can go ahead and like tear a family apart. Um, you know, and there's that, there's that wonderful dinner scene where Viserys walks into dinner and he, or he walks out of dinner and all of a sudden it's like a light switch turns and like the whole family is back at each other's necks after he makes this, uh, huge speech to try and rally the family together one last time. Um, in regards, I think that might be my favorite episode. Yeah. Yeah, That was was was, really, really good. That that was was like, that was like, that was like a, like a reimagining of like the, of knives out. Where like after he leaves and they're all just like bickering at each other and like and yeah. saying like like doing toast out of spite and like just kind of yeah. like and, and I agree like I like I Viserys I, he just like the whole his whole character was just like I'm gonna sit and give a speech I'm gonna walk a little bit I'm gonna drink like and I and I dug that like I like he was a peaceful king but like and had like you're it's a great great thing of like like calling him a bridge because after. Like I think he knows in his mind that he's doing everything he can to keep peace, but no matter who is selected for the throne, there's gonna be war. So yeah. I think he's like I think he's trying to like like do he's these, trying like, to make last, the best decision possible, like last but... ditch efforts. But no matter yeah. who he picks, it's gonna end in violence for someone because all they do is kill people in the show. Yeah, I I genuinely <clears throat> excuse me I genuinely don't think he thought that. Um, I think that he he was confident that 
Rhaenyra was going to assume the throne and everybody was going to fall in line because, damn it, that was his command. But um, Until he was drugged up one night and whispered to his wife because he didn't know up from down and decided (laughs) to tell the secret story of Aegon's dream. My poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, I, I think he he genuinely believed he had the right course plotted. But as as is known to happen, um, you know, there was that little hitch where he, he revealed the song of ice and fire and the prophecy of Aegon and Allison being the ignorant uh, person that she dumb, is. Dumb. Uh, uh, totally mistook that as meaning oh our son Aegon you want him on the throne um, she didn't so, know the yeah. backstory yeah exactly maybe just don't don't assume Allison Allison Hightower I'm looking at you um, I, I gotta say though it, even though that is I guess the main catalyst for, for kicking off this war of succession I wasn't I wasn't huge on the song of ice and fire being introduced uh, into the the Mm. plot. I feel like, um, like, I guess, you know, it it being kind of a little bit of trivia where it's like, oh yeah, the the Targaryen family uh, were certain of them anyway, um, believe in this prophecy and, you know, this will come to pass. But like, that was a very big thing in, um, uh, Game of Thrones or a, a big plot with, you know, Azura, Ahai, the prince that was promised and all of this stuff and the Lord of Light. And um, it just it I would have rather this distanced itself from that rather than bringing in those themes. And I mean, you know, we don't I doubt we're going to see White Walkers or the Army of the Dead or anything like that. But um, I just I would have rather them kind of left that to its own thing and maybe have something else be the catalyst uh, to, to this war of succession. Um, Harry, you mentioned with Viserys uh, (laughs) possibly being a cursed King, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, yeah, some of his questions or some of his uh, decisions were like questioned um, and, you know, some of them might've had unintended consequences, but I think he was actually, all things considered a, a good and, and decent King um, or decent, at least as a person. So yeah. he's got well, that he, going he, for him, which is he, nice. He, <laughs> yeah. He is definitely where it's like, he just wanted to try and make everyone happy, but it was like, you know, some of the decisions you're making, isn't going to make everybody happy uh, in regards right. to that. So, um, or yeah. maybe he thought like, Hey, because I'm making it, people will think it's a good decision, but, he was just questioned every time, but yeah, I would, I would agree with you, G. I, I didn't his, look. It, it's a shame. His family sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, you don't get the, you don't get to pick your family. So <laughs> yeah, unless you're Vin Diesel, um, <laughs> uh, with Ver- Viserys's decline. Cause that was like a gradual decline over, you know, a period of years. They, they showed well, it longer than I, I thought. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like I, I don't, I don't know if it was introduced in episode one, but it was definitely shown by like episode he, two. He had something in episode one because no, it was, I think it was episode one because I remember, I think he was in the bath or something and someone was kind of just like, I don't know, put something on it. Yeah. Like put some Neos. Oh yeah, on yeah, it. yeah. And that's right. Neos. Put some this, like, I, on it. And I don't know how deep you guys looked into this. This, I don't think that was grayscale, right? Like he, he didn't have grayscale. 
No, there were there was some talk of Damon having grayscale possibly because he I think had his bare hands on the crab uh feeder or the uh, crab feeder and like yeah. the crab feeder had grayscale. So um there was there was some rumors or talks about that, but um just willy-nilly dragging a body out. So yeah. Uh, uh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> the coronation uh of King Aegon. Um, I know there was a lot of talk about it online. Rainey's absolutely should have said Dracarys. Like that yeah, was the bag. That was the biggest fumble. Run like, credits. What are you doing? Move. And look, I get it from like the writers. Uh, perspective, I guess, where it's like, well, you know, if if we have her say that she's she's kind of uh, um, putting her foot in her mouth and everybody's going to go after her and she's basically yeah. sealed the fate of her and her family. But I mean, they they just had her locked up in there for how many days um, like a prisoner. She had yeah, basically gonna already got a dragon. Yeah, I mean, they they had basically already uh, or she had basically already committed to Rhaenyra. So it's like, why wouldn't you just put an end to this farce and annihilate everything? And then Rhaenyra can assume the throne. So I don't know. That was just it was it was a really big like, what are you doing moment? And I think a lot of people recognize that. it was for show and spectacle, and it's just like I don't need that. Like, just show her flying out like through the thing and like right. popping out, and then like have it be like you know, whatever they're throwing javelins. How many so how many innocent cores were killed because <laughs> because yeah. her dragon rose up from the pit and yeah. crushed a massive but she, but she, but she, blocks she, she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. Yeah, so. yeah. I I don't know. She was like the one character I felt bad for. Because like I like honestly she was her the serious queen and who wasn't Rhaenyra yeah. kind of I you know I I think Rhaenyra was you know I I, I said we talked earlier you guys mm-hmm. shed a little light on what I thought so um, Rhaenyra like they 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 were the only good people in this show like I actually felt bad for um, and if I pronounce her name wrong Rhaenys 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 her whole family's like killed. Like other than like the sea snake and like possibly her children, due to Rhaenyra, so her her children are killed and it just it it's it's sad and and she didn't she didn't do anything wrong yeah like she just was the queen that wasn't she didn't do it like she just wasn't picked and I feel like she was she kept trying to somehow peacefully get to the Iron Throne and everyone else is just like now nah, it's gonna kill everyone let's do it the violent way so yeah I, well I think. She was she was also pragmatic towards the end where like she she flat out said, hey, look, everything like I don't I don't remember if she said it or if Corliss admitted, you know, he extended his reach too much. But like, you know, she she basically told him your quest to extend the family name and and gain power and all this stuff has kind of brought ruin to this house. So like. You know, what's the deal? So she I don't think she was trying to work her way to the Iron Throne anymore. She just she's uh, my sense of her character is life sucks. You know, I've been dealt plenty of bad hands, but this is where I'm at. Let me make the most of it. Yeah, so. that's fair. OK, well, yeah, well, she was, a, she was um, one of the good ones. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, I want to say the 
the end with the dragons, the uh, Amund and Vagar versus Luke and Arax uh, scene was pretty, pretty crazy. What'd you guys think about that? Amon's look, Amon's look was phenomenal because he just knew, <laughs> he knew I he messed, messed up. up. I like want to know how gonna... I got here. Let me take yeah. it. <laughs> like his his one eye that we could see was just like, uh oh, like <laughs> spaghettios. Um, and you had told me before because you watched it before me. You said like I I the one thing I said about the show was. It's not like a shock value ending where like it's not like mm. tons of twisting like moments like there are. But when you had said you're like, well, wait till the finale. And I'm kind of like watching. I'm like, what's going to happen? I'm like either like something we like something crazy is going to happen. And I wasn't expecting like Vagar to to just pop out of nowhere and, you know, just just, just eat him. Dwarf or not. Yeah, I mean, dwarf, eat him. He, he, he yeah. just bit him and ripped him in half. Yeah. And Amon was just, I, I swear, it's the funniest face I've ever seen because he just was like, huh, uh oh. And then now, um, Rihanna, like her face at the end, like, you know, like she's Rhaenyra. She's Rhaenyra. Yeah. Rihanna. Not the umbrella singer. <laughs> yeah, Rhaenyra is, is, uh, it's, I'm interested to see where season two goes because she's not going to be peaceful anymore. Like this is, uh, no. this is she where we're going to get that Damon scene that he's just mowing people down with. Uh, it's with funny. Cause I saw people tweeting, like I'm here for all the war crimes. Rainier is going to do in season <laughs> yeah. two. And I'm like, yeah. yes, <laughs> dude, Damon, Damon's going to burn everyone with his dragon. Like I can, I can't <laughs> wait. Um, Howard, what about you towards the end? Yeah. I mean, obviously um, they left it pretty, pretty open in regards to uh you know i guess how things are going to pan out um and this is was a little bit of my complaint is they didn't put a nice little bow on it they they left it with a little bit of a cliffhanger um you know with kind of moving the story along in regards to that so uh i'm going to be doing my best to avoid spoilers as you know this kind of all leads to the mad king i would assume in in some way or form being put into power um i know there there's gonna be some tempting stuff out there i'm gonna try to avoid it as most of those like as much as i can um i coming out of this i feel like this is the strongest you know show out of the three shows we've talked about just about either with following you know maybe it's just in my little bubble of people talking about it but i feel like this is the most you know popular slash strongest show um in regards to it and i think it'll uh you know, I think a lot of people will be looking forward to the second season. I think the second season is going to have a lot of highs and a lot of lows, um, just as far as action, because um, I, I do remember hearing that, um, you know, the Dance of Dragons takes place over about two years is, is basically the beginning of this. So there's not really going to be much more time jumping. Um, and something I would love to see for the next season is let's do another flashback episode with the with the with the cast from this uh, from the early part of the season. Like, I would love to see that. Like, let's just go ahead and do it. We already have the actors. Like a lot of times you have to recast for shows like this and like bring back some actors you didn't either plan on or who are similar to that. Um, but we already have these actors. So like, let's just jump back, you know, have an episode where we go back in time. That'd be cool. Did, mm. did they confirm how many seasons they're doing for this? Uh, I think George R. R. Martin said, I think it's, uh, he said, I think it would take about four to five seasons to tell the story right. Um, now, George is a very lengthy guy, so maybe they could do it in three to four. But um, I would imagine this has this has an end point at some point, which uh, 
Game of Thrones didn't because they just kind of made it up kind of right. not really fully, but they kind of had to figure out the ending when they got there. I guess is the anticipation going to lead to, I guess, where um, basically like the fall of the Mad King? Is that where it's probably going to end up going? Uh, Harry seems the, to think so. I don't think I don't think they'll get I, that far down the line. No, I, I didn't. No, I didn't say the fall of the Mad King. I was saying the rise of the Mad King. Well, OK, yeah. But I, I don't think they'll we'll even see. get to the Mad King. Like, I, I think that because that's that's basically up to, you know, minus yeah. 30 years you're, from present yeah, day. You're not wrong. I, you're not wrong. I think they'll I think once this succession war is finished, that'll be the end of it. I don't think we'll see the subsequent What's kings in shout, between that see, and like, the Mad we're King. We're not going to get like the yeah. birth of Daenerys or like a young Ned Stark. No. I don't think so. Now I don't right. think so. I don't think they're going that far. Got to make uh, up a will... seventy-two years gap there. These yeah, people don't make that's... it past thirty. Either dragon kills them or... <laughs> or or their family. That's a lot of filler. Uh, I will say I'm I'm very disappointed that we have to wait two years for the next season. Like, come on, bro! You knew the show was going to be a hit. Why not have season two start filming already? Like, it's just. Same with Rings of Power 2024. Yeah, I guess. But look, Game of Thrones was an established series prior to this. Lord of the Rings, yes, you have the movies and and all of that. But it was still kind of a gamble. But this, they knew it was going to be a hit. So I just, I don't understand why you wouldn't have that green lit and in action I don't know. I mean, look, it'll translate ratings wise. Like when when season two, episode one hits, I'm sure it'll be a mic drop moment for HBO. They'll get a ton of subscribers or views or whatever. But it's like, why make the fans wait two years, man? Come on. I want my man. As long as my man Clubfoot comes back, Laris. I love that guy. Foot, foot, Laris, Quentin Tarantino himself. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that dude's the, that dude's a man. He he's he's like a hundred steps among like among everyone. He's he he's like gonna be like the Kaiser Sose at like the end of the show, where he's like gonna be like the Mad King, where he just starts walking Jeez. fine again and sits on the throne. Oh jeez. Uh, well, everything's going good at Warner Brothers, so there, I don't see any reason why there would be issues, uh, Greg, with you know the takeover over there. So, um, just cutting billions of dollars over yeah, let's there. Just, so. just cut again, Westworld. Yeah, but again, this is like a proven property. You Listen, know, no, like no decision coming out of there uh, doesn't surprise me. So, well, yeah, that's true too. At they are point. a madhouse world, but we'll give House of the Dragon three more seasons. You you cannot possibly compare Westworld to Game of Thrones in terms of like revenue and oh, he will. revenue quality uh, much better. Yep, I sure. All right, here's robots. That's a, that, that's a take. <laughs> that's that's, dude, that's <laughs> Westworld. That that's that's that on IMDb. That's a summary. Here's robots. <laughs> robots in cowboy hats. Uh, so, hair hands, you guys looking forward to season two when it airs 17 years from now? I am. I, I, you know, this, I didn't watch Game of Thrones religiously, um, but I will stick with this. We know. I, I think I, this is going to be, I, I think I'm more interested in this than I was the first time I watched Game of Thrones. Like, at least it took me to get into Game of Thrones. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, bring it on. 
I uh I will be looking forward to this one. Um, as I mentioned, I think this is going to be where the uh, the meat of the the story comes with a lot of action, uh, which a lot of people enjoy. Um, but I enjoy those, you know, close dining dining room scenes, you know, under candlelight where where the real decisions are made, not uh not from the dragons, but we'll see. And we it looks like we might get some more. I should say too. Um, you know, I know Rhaenyra's one son. I'm forgetting his name is traveling to Winterfell. Um, Jace. you know, da- yeah. Jace, yeah, Damon's going yeah. to, I think, Harren Hall, which, you know, if you watch Game of Thrones, you kind of know what happens there. So I think there could be some interesting, uh, you know, callback to Game of Thrones sets. But, um, yeah, I think this one, uh, looking forward to it. So, All right. Well, they, they we will some, see. They need, they need to put some money in more candles to light these buildings. <laughs> They do have a tendency to go uh, pretty, pretty raw dark. with uh, the, the, a dark. the dark. My God, side. I'd turn off every light in my house just to see, uh, just to see Damon make out with his. Niece. Hold on, you you watch like serious television and movies with the lights on? Sometimes I wear shoes in my house. What's your problem? jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, rough. What a kill me, small. What a character. What a character. All right, well, dear listeners, we will see you in two years for our <laughs> season two wrap up. Um, in the meantime, though, uh, Harry, you you mentioned it earlier, but uh, it was the Philadelphia Film Festival, the annual Woo-hoo. Philadelphia Film Festival, and we got to see some pretty cool content. So, uh, what what did you see? What uh, has your attention? What's uh, what's good with it? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Papa. Um, yeah, we we saved this for last as a little, little treat, a little little dessert to throw on uh, at the end of uh, our uh, series ending uh, celebration for these shows. Um, but yeah, the 2022 Philadelphia Film Festival uh, usually held end of October. Um, this year, I feel like out of maybe most of the years, and I don't know if it's just maybe the way you know, COVID, you know, affected things or the Oscar season, you know, we're trying to get movies in in time, but I felt like this year, a lot of the movies, like some of these, you could actually start watching now. Um, and we, we only saw a couple weeks ahead. Usually it's like, Hey, most of the stuff comes into December and, you know, we're seeing a lot of it ahead of time, which is, which is always nice. But, um, you know, um, I'm going to go in chronological order from the films that I saw and then, uh, toss it to Greg to get his feedback on his first festival. And, you know, um, we saw Greg did not see any movies. I didn't see, um, we went together as friends. Um, that was cute and, and great. Um, but the first movie uh, I saw at the film festival was, uh, was a great one to go check out glass onion and knives out mystery. Um, this is, um, another tale in the knives out universe. Um, I, uh, this one is just as, I, I think almost just as good, if not a little bit, um, a little bit extra in regards to uh, how it um, how it pans out um, this, you know, basically detective Blanc travels to Greece to peel back the layers of a mystery involving a new cast of suspects. Um, a lot of fun time at this one. I was so happy to see it one because it wasn't getting a theatrical release, but it looks like it's going to be released over Thanksgiving now um, for at least one week in, in a lot of, a lot of major theaters. So try to get out to a theater to see it. It's, it's really fun with the crowd. Um, and this one, you know, uh, Netflix now owns the right to the knives out series. So Ryan Johnson, keep pumping them out, baby. Uh, I, uh, and he did a Q and a afterwards, which was really nice of him. So Ryan, if you're listening, I love you and please continue to do Q and A's after all your movies at the festivals. Um, 
Next movie uh, that I saw was Decision to Leave with Park Chan-wook. Me and Greg actually saw this one together. Um, This one might have been my favorite one out of the festival. If if you're not familiar with uh, Park Chan-wook's work, he's done uh, Old Boy, uh, The Handmaiden. Um, He also did uh, the, I believe, the American, uh, yeah, it was Stoker, um, and uh, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. So he's a Korean filmmaker. Uh, This movie's in Korean. So, um, you know, give subtitles a shot. Give foreign films a shot if you've never uh, done it, especially a Park Chan-wook movie, because he'll uh, he'll definitely mess with you and test with you. Um, But basically, this is a story about a detective who investigates the death of of a man on top of a mountain on a mountaintop. Uh, soon he begins to suspect the deceased uh, man's wife um, while being unsettled by his attraction to her. So um, this is kind of a node or an ode also to Hitchcock films. Um, I was totally, uh, totally swept up by this one. I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, we'll get G- we'll get Greg's thoughts on it uh, at the end here. Um, next one was uh, that I saw was The Whale. Um, Darren Aronofsky. Um, so he's a unique filmmaker, uh, stars Brendan Fraser. Um, it's also got uh, my girl from Stranger Things, Sadie Sink. Um, and this is about a reclusive English teacher suffering from severe obesity attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter for one last chance at redemption. Um, this one probably was, I guess, the biggest one out of out of the festival that we uh, me and Greg, I think, disagreed upon, uh, as he put it. Um, and I'm still uh, struggling with a little bit. It does. It is still sticking with me. Um, um, you wrong. I, I, it's okay. Yeah, I could be wrong, Rachie. Um, <laughs> but this one was uh, was good. Um, I would I would highly recommend it. And I think it'll be out in uh, New York and LA. And Decision to Leave, I believe, is out currently. Um, another one we I saw was White Noise by Noah Baumbach, starring Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig. Um, this is kind of the uh, I believe it's the adaptation of the book. Um, it's about a family um, is is basically thrown in the chaos when a chemical spill from a rail car that released an to- airborne toxic event um, and kind of deals with mortality and religion. And I wasn't too hot on this one. Um, if you're a Noah Baumbach fan, you this is probably his like most ambitious movie. And it's it's very Spielbergian, um, I guess, if that's a if that's a term. Uh, maybe I just coined it. <laughs> I'm so cool. Um, so I would, I would highly suggest that one. Um, so would you have liked it better if that spill gave them superpowers? I uh, would have hated it. Absolutely hated <laughs> it. Would have been gutted. Did you watch um, this movie sometime around midnight? No, I did not. But I understand what you're going with there by the, the songs there. I got it. Understood. Um, did, you that? did you get that, Greg? Yeah, that's right over my head. There's a, uh, a band called Airborne Toxic Event. Yeah. And their big songs called, um. Sometime around midnight. Yeah. Yeah. That's for nice. all you young you young kids <laughs> out there. <laughs> so the next four movies, I'm gonna kinda group into two groups uh a little bit here. Uh one movie was called Women Talking. Um it's Sarah Polly's uh return to uh basically being a director. I don't think she's made a movie in about uh ten years, if I'm not mistaken, if I if I recall uh correctly. Um but basically this stars Rooney Mara um claire foy jesse buckley ben winshaw um the voice of paddington for you paddington heads out there um and it's a story about um this group of women who are deciding whether to leave uh the religious colony um and what decisions they're going to end up making do they leave do they fight do they stay um 
The next movie uh, was a film called She Said, um, which uh, stars Zoe Kazan and Carrie Mulligan. Um, and it's uh, basically about the New York Times reporters uh, who broke uh, one of the most important stories uh, in regard to help launch the Me Too movement. So um, very much a, uh, you know, uh, investigative journalism movie. I'm not trying to knock it, um, but, you know, it, it's kind of your run of the mill in regards to that. Um we, I also saw James Gray's Armageddon Time, um, which just didn't really hit for me. Um, I liked it a little bit more than the next movie I'm going to talk about, but this has got another cast of Anne Hathaway, Jeremy Strong, Anthony Hopkins. Um, and it's kind of about James Gray's life and growing up a little bit. Um, the, but the next film I, I totally did not like, and I'm, I'm so upset about it because it had all the makings. Uh, Empire of Light with Sam Mendes. Um yeah, it stars Olivia Coleman. Um, the cinematography is done by the great Roger Deakins. Um, it stars this uh, young up and coming actor, Michael Ward, uh, who is in uh, Small Axe. Um, and he's on this show um, on Netflix, uh, which I absolutely uh, love in regards to it. And uh, for some reason, I am forgetting the name of it. So um, that's embarrassing. So maybe I'll come back to that and circle back on it. But I uh, did not like Empire Light. It felt like it just wasn't didn't have anything to say. Um, only we're almost we're almost done here, folks. So I'm sorry. Um, also saw Senior, um, which is a documentary about Robert Downey Senior. Uh, this was this was actually very touching, um, and it, it shed some light into uh, Robert Downey Senior, who I'm not very familiar with. Um, really enjoyed this doc uh, if you get a chance. Um, I believe that was bought by Netflix, so that should be available uh, soon, uh, if it's not already. Um, Causeway was another movie that I saw, um, uh, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Terry Henry. Uh, this basically is about a U.S. soldier uh, who suffers a brain, uh, a traumatic brain injury, and how she ends up dealing with her life. Um, so uh, really, really, really well acted. It's a very small movie in its story. It doesn't try to... Uh, you know, branch out too large. Um, and it's a very contained story and I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, Brian Terry Henry was a standout for me in that film. Um, uh, the, I would say, as I mentioned, broker was probably the highlight for me as far as films that I would say uh, for me, this next one is probably actually the real highlight. Um, and that's weird. The Al Yankovic story um, hands. I'm so sorry. You didn't get a chance to come to this one. Cause this is right up your alley. Um, I I'm, I'm like a lifelong weird al fan like i have tons of his albums and i'm i'm mad that i missed it like i really am legit did you watch the yeah. movie yet not on roku it's a, it's a free app you can download on what i couldn't find it on my uh, tv i downloaded it on my fire stick but all right um, yeah i'm sure i'm sure there's a way trust me yeah but just it's download absolutely and... worth going out of your way to see yeah Okay. 100%. Well, he uh, even start... Weird Al said to bootleg it. So yeah. Well, yes, it stars Daniel Radcliffe, um, Evan Rachel Wood, uh, Rain Wilson, um, and it's just listen. If you get it, this is going to be a Midnight Madness type movie where people are lining up to see midnight shows and quote the movie, sing the songs, throw stuff at the screen. Um, it's just a, a rollicking good time, and definitely if you can see it with a crowd or with as many people as you can, because. Um, it's absolutely hilarious and it's it's such a parody on his life and uh it just listen it gets weird 
Um, and the last film I saw at the festival um, is another uh, Korean film called uh, Broker. Um, and it's the story of an owner of a laundromat who uh, and a volunteer at a nearby church um, who run an illegal business together um, the, where they occasionally steal babies from the church um, and they end up going to try and sell them to other families. And um, it's uh, it, it, the premise sounds pretty out there, but um, <laughs> Song Kang, Song Kang Ho, uh, who, uh, you know, was uh, America's Delight from Parasite and is one of uh, Bong Joon-ho's. Um, and he was also in Lady Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Um, he's one of he's the Korean Denzel Washington, the Korean Tom Hanks, whatever you want to call him. Um, and he is uh absolutely captivating in this movie. And I would even say his uh his co-stars sometimes steal some of the movie away from him. Um, and it's by this uh director. Um, I'm not gonna try to pronounce his name because I don't want to butcher it. Um, but he uh that director also did shoplifters if you're a film head and you ended up seeing that. I think that was uh a best uh, international feature winner one year. I would love um, to know how one dabbles in baby napping. Like it's well, just, you know, it's just yeah, a side they, hustle, you know, you occasionally indulge. Someone sat there was like, baby, someone sat there was like, I got a good idea for some residual yeah. income. <laughs> Hear me out. And I do want to, I do want to follow up uh, the show that I was referring to on Netflix is called <laughs> top boy, um, which Michael Ward is in. And it's a, a British um or an england crime drama um which is just great i would highly recommend top boy um but papa first festival what was it like for you um you know and, and share some of your thoughts on the movies i i appreciate the audience for listening to me uh dissect some movies um there but i i would definitely say weird Al, decision to leave and uh glass onion were probably uh the three biggest highlights for me uh yeah it, so this was my first um time attending the philadelphia film festival and it was okay uh, <laughs> just kidding no i uh i had a blast i loved it i'm a i'm a cinema fan so i i loved getting to check out the stuff you know the only the only problem is i didn't get to check out as much as i would have liked to mm. and that's that's just a, a timing thing. You know, I've, I've got a life outside of movies uh, and that takes priority. So uh, maybe next year uh, I can get a little, a little more, more advanced notice. Yeah. And, and, you know, kind of take some more time off and, and work around it. But, uh, but I did get to see five movies with hair and I really enjoyed all of them. There was not a bad one in the bunch. Um so the first movie I saw, which Hare had mentioned, is Decision to Leave. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, it was trippy because it doesn't it doesn't really fit in any type of genre uh, per se. Like there's there's mm. little bits of romance and comedy and action and, and mystery in there. So it really kind of uh, tips its toes in, in multiple genres. And um, it's uh, it's fascinating. Um, you know, there is uh, the story of murder at the center of it, but that actually gets kind of resolved halfway through. And then it's about the fallout uh, after that um, for the rest of the movie. Uh, but it's despite its length, it definitely... Um, does not overstay its welcome it's uh it keeps you enthralled throughout so highly recommend checking this out um even if you're not a fan of uh international cinema 
uh, definitely give it a shot. Uh, and I gave right. that one four stars out of five. Nice. Uh, next next movie I saw, um, which is tied for uh, the Palm de Greg uh, for this fest- <laughs> uh, this festival, uh, is The Whale with Brendan Fraser um, and directed by Darren Aronofsky. Fantastic movie. Um, honestly, this... <sighs> I I really think Fraser deserves to be nominated, if not win, uh, best actor for this role. It just wow, incredible. Um, the movie was really good. Uh, again, you know his his performance, which is the primary performance. I mean, the the it's the lead role, and the movie centers around him. Uh, but it's just it's so captivating and heartbreaking. Um, you you will feel uh feelings <laughs> for sure uh, i think all of us um when we we came out of this said you know what what a uh and pardon the pun but what a, a weighty heavy movie this was it really um uh it really gives you uh something to think about and um just uh again heartbreaking but but fantastic and beautiful in some spots also so highly recommend checking that out um i don't think you mentioned it i think it opens on christmas or around there yeah Um, that one's probably the latest one i think it's probably new york and la you know over thanksgiving um per usual and stuff like that but yeah they just dropped um the poster and a trailer for it the trailer gives a almost nothing away from the movie so even if you check the trailer out like you're not going to be spoiled on anything so it's it's okay um i give this one four and a half stars out of five uh two performances uh kind of took half a star away this would have been a five star movie but um sadie sink i think was not the strongest although she she had a really great end scene and uh yeah samantha morton who plays um uh brendan fraser's character's ex-wife uh i i i'm seeing some people praise her performance in this i found it over the top and cartoony uh Mm. but that's just me um but if not for those performances definitely would have been a five-star movie uh but still amazing at four and a half stars so definitely check that out uh also saw senior uh with harry um and one of the things I told Harry was uh, after coming out of this movie, um, like him, I was mostly unfamiliar with Morton Downey, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Robert Downey Sr., not Morton Downey, uh, Robert Downey Sr., uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s father. Um, I had only heard of like one or two of his movies, and I've never seen any of them, but. Uh, I love when a movie makes you want to expand and go out and see other movies. And Mm. this does that seeing this retrospective on Robert Downey senior and, and his body of work. I, uh, I really want to check out some of his films now because they feel like they would be right up my alley. Um, The documentary itself uh, was, it had a, a unique, um, perspective and it was also yeah. nice seeing uh robert downey jr um in a very down-to-earth human role uh which you know isn't so much a role i mean it's it's him being a son uh, to his father but um but you know getting to see him outside of characters and him just being him 
presumably. Uh, so I give senior three and a half stars. Um, if you're a fan of docs, definitely check it out. If you're a fan of really offbeat humor, uh, also check it out <laughs> because it can be a gateway film. Uh, the next movie I saw was the Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry film Causeway. Um, like Harry mentioned, very, very self-contained, um, uh, story, um, just focusing mainly on, on these two characters and the pain that both of them are carrying around and how they kind of, uh, complement each other, um. Good performances from both. Brian Tyree Henry was the standout, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, I he just man, it, his when someone makes me see past the actor and see the character, um, I like I I love that, and that's what it was here for his performance. Like watching Jennifer Lawrence. Don't get me wrong; like she she does a a good enough job in the role, but there are times when it's like, oh yeah, that's Jennifer Lawrence. But this, uh, Brian Tyree Henry just slips into his role and, you know, he, he brings out the, uh, the Nolan's accent, which I appreciate because Jennifer Lawrence didn't attempt anything like that. Um, so good movie. Um, not a lot going on, but that's okay. Um, it's, it's, uh, a, again, a, a, a unique little self-contained story. Uh, it feels very lived about- in as well. Yes, for sure. For sure. Uh, and it's just about humans undergoing trials and tribulations and trying to overcome their pain. Uh, yeah. I give that one three and a half stars out of five. And then the last film I saw, The Capper for me, which is uh, my co-recipient of the Palm Day Greg, is uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Um, just absolutely tremendous. Instant classic. Uh if you are a fan of offbeat humor, this is the movie for you. Uh, I I made it known going in that I, I was looking forward to it, but I expected this to be a very mediocre movie. Maybe there'd be a few laughs to be had and old chuckles. You know, that, yeah, that would be fine. But when I tell you, like there were parts of this movie where I was laughing until I had tears in my eyes like it was it was tremendous uh the setting itself was great i mean we had a packed house um again you know the comedy hit everybody was buzzing uh Alex was just, was made a, 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 a pop yeah, I'm out so, right i'm so mad when i saw that i was i was he so did. mad he did and um come to find out he actually had a concert the following night which is i think is why he was there yeah in town uh, but yeah, it was so cool to see him live and in person, even if it was very briefly. Um, but yeah, the movie is just joke after joke after joke. And the thing that I love about it, which which is what absolutely makes it even better, is despite all of the comedy, it's played very straight. Yeah. Like nobody nobody is going for jokes. It's just Daniel Radcliffe is weird Al like he this is his world and everything he's he's doing in it is being being weird Al so I love that I I love that um it's it's a comedy but it's not self-aware it's taking itself seriously and that's what makes it even funnier uh highly recommend definitely check this out four and a half stars out of five and I told Harry the kicker was 
I rewatched this uh, recently with my wife on TV and um, my wife, <laughs> not a big comedy fan. Uh, she doesn't have a, uh, <laughs> she doesn't have a great sense of humor. And despite me watching it with her, who just, she no sold everything. She did not <laughs> laugh at all. Uh, and constantly was asking me what was real and what wasn't. Um, it was still funny for me, you know, despite lacking that, that loud boisterous crowd that we were with and all the energy, even just chilling at home on the couch, watching with somebody who doesn't really care. I still loved this movie. So it's, it, it's a hit for sure. Definitely check that out. It's free on Roku. Find a way to download the app and watch it on there. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my coverage of the film festival. Harry, I appreciate you uh, inviting me to tag along with you. It was oh, a, a fun adventure to be had and definitely looking forward to making this the first of many. So I had a blast when I went with you guys at home. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I mean, just to, just to rebound that all like, um, I'm, I'm really excited to see the whale. Um, I, that trailer, I must've watched it eight or nine times already. Um, oh, wow. I, I'm, I'm really, I, I've, Brendan Fraser's, you know, I, I I've always been a fan of his when he does like campy, campy movies like The Mummy and and stuff like that and, and all those like '90s comedies. Um, How I'm dare you? Encino Man is a classic. Encino Man. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah. glad he's making that. Um, like kind of, I guess you can kind of consider it a resurgence. Um, he was, you know, I, I know he's kind of laying low when he was in Doom Patrol a little bit. Like he wasn't like the 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 highlight of that. Um, but it's glad to see and from what people are saying with the performance. I'm interested to see with a lot of people are talking about Weird Al is how and and I'm all for that movie. I can't wait Um, is if there's going to be like a tight competition at the Oscars for like Weird Al for Daniel Radcliffe and um, and Brendan Fraser Um, from what I'm hearing for both performances. I feel like a lot of people are are kind of like a lot of people are leaning toward Brendan Fraser. But I heard that like Daniel Radcliffe could be like that runner that that like that one who gives Frazier kind of a run for his money with uh when it comes to like award time. That is interesting. I, um... I think they'll be I think they'll both be in the conversation. Um, I don't yeah. know if they'll both get nominated, but I could definitely see, you know, whatever long list you want to make of, of Radcliffe being on it. But the, it's it's interesting because they are two very different performances, right, um, but sure. they are both two very committed performances. See, I, I guess I can I kind of compare like from what I've seen from like Weird Al from Weird, <laughs> it looks like um Ratcliffe is I'm dying like, for you to see it. It's kind of like mm-hmm. channeling like what Edgerton did for Rocket Man in Elton John. But I just hear like weird is very like is it's not outside of what weird. you guys are saying is is weird, yeah. Um but yeah, I'm excited yeah. for both of those. And Causeway is actually on Apple Apple T or Apple Plus or yes, whatever it's called. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Um, I think. Yeah. I did see that. Um I didn't watch it yet. But it's, it's worth like, checking out. It's yeah, quick 90 yeah. minutes too. It's it's not like mm-hmm. you're in for a two and a half hour yeah. you know, melodrama. Um, and then Glass Onion, I'm all for that. Um I didn't see Knives Out in Theater. I, I kind of jumped on it a little late, but um this, you know, once it drops on Netflix, uh, yeah. that's probably gonna be like a day one or day two watch. So Ooh, well bottom line here what's that i you guys had fun yeah we did yeah, we'll Thank get you, you next maybe year maybe next year you come yeah 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 maybe yeah, maybe there's one more morbius too all right <sighs> this has been my last yeah. episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> well next year's uh 
spotlight film is going to be Madam Web. All right. Well, thank you guys. If there's one takeaway here, obviously it is, there is a ton of content uh, and it doesn't look to be slowing down as the, uh, the holiday season comes in. There's always a ton of releases around this time. So, uh, and some, some really big releases coming soon. So, uh, we look forward to discussing that with all of you guys. Uh, hands, anything for the peeps before we go? No, just if you have any suggestions on stuff you want us to cover, let us know. Um, you know, we'll we will definitely do our best to fit it in. I know with the holiday, we got Black Panther, Avatar, which I uh, I don't think tickets went on sale yet, but uh, when they do, they have um, Yeah, uh, you'll tell us. Yeah, you'll yep. get you'll get them. I um, don't know. He was so, late on the jump for BP. All right, come on, yeah. come on, man. Uh, <laughs> you're so, right. You're right. You know, if if you're like me, take the day off work possibly to go watch Avatar. Um, just keep, take as many days as you want off. I'll write you a letter to go see Avatar. Um, you know, you need. I don't know how you're gonna like keep a job when you keep calling out to spend thirty dollars on IMAX tickets, but you know, <laughs> hey, listen, bro, you're gonna need a whole day just to watch one show of it. It's like uh, three and a half hours. I, I'm, true. I'm scared. I'm terrified to sit down I'm and watch this movie and see if I could do it in one sitting. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah, right. go ahead. I'm very good. Harry, <laughs> anything for the peeps? Yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, I hope you guys, if you have seen these series, I hope you enjoyed them as much as we did. Um, you know, or if you're looking to do, you know, some holiday binging, you know, circle back and, uh, you know, listen to us, you know, we, uh, or if you're, if you haven't watched any, you're listening to us. Thank you so much. Uh, that's very kind. And uh, we'll catch you guys in uh, two weeks when we're uh, back for some more fun. Amen. Uh, thank you guys for listening as always. Hey, you know what? We love you guys. We're thankful for you. But if you know anybody that's interested in listening to us talk pop culture, specifically movies, TV, recommend the show to them. Do do Papa Spice and the gang a favor and doesn't take much. Spread the good word. So I thought one of us was getting canned because it sounded like you were about to put an offer out for like a replacement. I'm like, I'm sorry. I thought Rings of Power. Keep talking Morbius. You might end up there quicker than you think. Also, Hans is leaving the show. He doesn't know yet. So we're looking for a replacement. (laughs) One Morbius joke and I'm out. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining. We're going to be back on our regular schedule. So we will see you in two weeks. Thank you. And make sure you always live spicy. Spicy. We'll be right back.